It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. They all run after another mess while she kept up the pit bull carbon knife. Three blind cards. Ah! <laughs> 
Greetings, Zog Lake Winger, man's ass clowns across Spirit Nut Zog playing here in the open air Coast Coast Nut House. We call Zog Babylon third in the final, but the show, as always, is aimed at the lost and the found sheep of the house of Israel, ye chosen seed of Israel's race, ye who did hear Christ's call. Greetings. Now, uh, I'm assuming that y'all can listen to my actual voice here. I keep hearing, I keep hearing about how the actual, the actual uh, parody songs when I'm playing them through my speakerphone are almost inaudible, and I need to re-engineer the shows, but I just don't get around to doing it here. Anyway, I'm not going to talk too much about the bowel movement tonight because there isn't really much to uh, say here. Presumably, all the Jew boys like Rabbi Alex Linder and Leigh Finkelsheimi and all that, why presumably they're against Muslims killing, well, Jews and frog wiggers and the rest here. Uh, Pretty well, tonight's show is going to be devoted to current events. Current events. In fact, tonight is what? The 11th of January, uh, 2015. And... uh, I need to shut that off here. I need to probably go turn my uh, Talmud vision to, uh, you know, to, uh, oh, to a uh, CNN. Oh, hell. That's just nothing other than not MSNBC. All they are is looking at niggers and the rest here. Niggers and wiggers caught in prisons here and by how the correctional officers officers have such a hard time here. But it looks like CNN don't really match shit either here. Okay, folks, what's been in the news is, uh, you know, what's been in the news, and this is the movement turd number 259, I decided to call uh, tonight's show Les Camps, Les Taints, Les Come, Les Come. Uh, and by the way, what all these, you know, stupid frogs are saying, J Suisse, and it looks like J-E-S-U-I-S, you know, sort of like Jesus, but uh, I, what Jesus Charlie. Well, uh, one of the one of the gangster Bolsheviks had a picture of Charlie looking like Charlie Manson. <laughs> and, by the way, Charlie Manson, uh, he did what he did in order to start a racial war in the Zogland. I bet old Charlie is enjoying you know, enjoying what's going on. But anyway. You had a, way back in 1973, you had a author, a Catholic author, a monarchical author, and he had a 1973 French apocalyptic novel called The Camp of the Saints. And let me put up the link to that real quick. Gene Raspail, and he's still alive here, uh, born you know, 1925, so he'd be, what, 89 years old. Sort of like, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, old Jimmy, James Von Brunn. No, Linder, Linder is a, Linder is not only an atheist here, he is a, he's a Jew. He's a Ayn Rand Libertune Jew who hates, you know, Christianity, of course, being a Jew, but he also, he also hates, he also hates, uh, Oh, Christianity, of course, definitely here. The Camp of the Saints here. And let me, 
let me click on let me click on because his writing was wonderful i i have the actual i don't know if it's the first edition or whatever in english but uh i bought it for a quarter uh usually the library over here tries to will accept a book here but it'll try to get rid of it real quick okay well, yes, here. Uh, let's see. Melissa's understudy here. Well, so was, you know, Melissa. Melissa and Finkelstein were on real quick. And they did not want me talking at all. He called me, of course, a Jew or child molester and all that. That's what Fink does here. Uh, Fink, uh, but I had to laugh here. You had, you had about maybe four, maybe five. You know, Tennessee 47, who I think is a mongrel. And you had Savannah, you know, Longshanks, a.k.a. Uh, Tony Young, a.k.a. Packy, uh, Savannah Packy Shanks, another mongrel, sort of like Brian Rio. And, uh, hey, you just had a bunch of mongrels, uh, you know, listening. Uh, most most of the Fink's listeners are teamed up on TeamSpeak, sort of like Rowdy Gowdy. He's trying to get the mongrels to come over to TeamSpeak, where they can be looked at by Fink. And uh, Fink, Fink will try to go ahead and do open lines every so often. He doesn't have open lines. I do. But anyway, I'm going to try to stay on target. Okay? Let's see. <laughs> what show is Fink? At? You know, the same one, 67332. They show up, and occasionally they show up late because Melissa is uh, chomping down on the two-inch, you know, Jew foreskin of Rabbi Fink here. But uh, I think old Matt Twazogbot has been pretty well, you know, let out in the cold here. In any case, the Camp of the Saints read the book, and it involves, it starts in to where the Belgian government announces a policy in which they're going to adopt Indian babies and raised in Belgium. And here come all these ragheads, or not ragheads, these Hindus, and they're trying to give their nasty little brown babies away, and the Belgian government says, well, hey, we sort of thought maybe a thousand or so, not about, you know, not, what, not half a million, not a hundred thousand or something of them. So they close the policy, and all of a sudden, these brown people, they load up and these tankers and these freighters, they load up about a million of them, Ganges scum, and they, they, they make a flotilla, sort of like Battlestar Galactica, Battlestar Galactica, and they are heading, they're heading around the Cape of, you know, you know the, the Cape of Goodhorn here, and that, you know, some of the worst ones go ahead and sink here, but there's millions of them, they're screwing like, you know, we're screwing like Hindus here. You know, rivers of semen is, is, is one of the little is one of the little paragraphs in Camp of the Saints here. And they come up and they scare the crap out of the Spaniards. They go through the you know, go through Gibraltar and the Spanish are scared to death, but they don't have the more they don't have the wherewithal to actually shoot down, you know, to sink to sink these these ships here. They could easily sink these ships here. They could easily send one jet plane could, you know, pretty well just strafe and hold these these rusty old freighters and tankers and whatever, but they don't have the balls to do that. And the French president 
Why is old Fras mostly saying that we can't change ourselves here? And, you know, so that this, you know, the French Riviera called Provence, which is called Provence because it was the first Roman province. And these, you know, a fertile, a rather fertile area of France, which has been inhabited for a long time, and civilized for a long time. And pretty well, the, uh, you know, the, uh, oh, the, the people who are actually belong there, they run away. And all there is is just this old guy here whose ancestors built this stone house in 1650. And he's the last descendant and, you know, calls himself a philosopher. And you have this Colonel Calgrees, and you have a few of his, you know, people there. But you only have about 10 or 11, you know, manning machine guns. They machine gun a few of them down. But, you know, pretty much they, you know, know, about a million of them come aboard on Easter in 1999, according to this 1973 book. And people were horrified by it. So they, they send that, you know, they send... They send them coming in, and the story alternates between the French reaction to the mass immigration, the attitude of the immigrants here. They have no desire to assimilate to French culture, but want the plentiful goods they're in short supply in their native land. And folks, you not only have that, at the same time, you have the niggers who surge up to the wiggers in these skyscrapers. You have in London, you have the Pakis taking over. They outnumber the English, and they, they're close to doing so in London. Now, moving on, you, know, you, you have the mayor of New York City has to share Gracie man, you know, Mansion with three families from Harlem. The queen of the United Kingdom must agree to have her son, Prince Charles, marry a Pakistani woman, only one drunken Soviet soldier, Stands in the way of thousands of Chinese as they cross the Amur River into Siberia. He shoots a he shoots a twelve year old chink girl, and the one holdout until the end is Switzerland. But by then, international press pressure isolating as a rogue state for not opening its borders caused it to capitulate. Now, you had a whole bunch of people who were bitching about it here. But this 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 book has been around for forty some forty one years, and the Southern Poverty Law Center they're you know they're saying it's the analog to the Turner Diaries, and it returned to the bestseller list in two thousand eleven. It was reprinted again. Now, in contrast to that. You know, I, I'm called Lake Camp, Lake Taints, come, Lake Come, Lake Come, because, because what you have is this time, instead of just a Muslim whimper, or instead of a Hindu whimper, you have a Muslim bang. These assholes, these assholes that, uh, you know, Charlie Hebdo or whatever here, they wrote, they went ahead and you know, made a cartoon which insulted insulted the Muslims. And what do the ragheads do? They get mad, and three of them, including two brothers who are known terrorists, they 
they uh I'm I'm looking at something else here. They uh they go there and they shoot and kill twelve people and wound another eleven, including two pigs. They shoot these worthless frog bastards here. I've I've met some French here. Uh when I was at uh Graffenbeer and the French have a reputation for being assholes and they have a reputation for being assholes and you know, two American tourists in France. You know, I mean, Adolf Hitler sort of thought the frogs were sort of like the niggers of Europe. Uh, couldn't do anything as long as the frogs were running wild. But, you know, usually the French got along. Individual French get along fairly well with the Germans here. But I'm looking, you know, let's go ahead and look what happened here. Two pigs get killed at this Charlie, uh, you know, at this Charlie, what the hell's the name of it again? Uh, Charlie Hebdo. 1,100 people get killed, and they spare this one woman, so, well, they're not fighting, but she has to convert to Islam. And then there's a manhunt, and they break. They break. They, you know, they, they're discovered here on the morning of July, you know, 9th of January. They'd hijacked a Peugeot or something, and they were chased by police cars for 27 kilometers, and they abandoned the vehicle, and there was some gunfire near the commune of whatever. And you know, one of them was wounded. So they go to they go to an office, a signage production company. Uh, and let's see here. They they let these people go, and you know, then the uh, then there's a standoff. I don't know why. And then eventually the pigs come in and they kill these two brothers. One of them gives himself up for my get. Okay? So uh, this is close to the Charles de Gaulle Airport. Let's see. The siege lasts eight or nine hours. And then, then you have at a kosher supermarket, no, no, you have this this actual nigger and his mamzerous girlfriend or wife or whatever. They shoot and kill a pig. Okay, they sh- they wound a they wound a sweet eel, uh, eel, sweet eel, uh, a uh, what a street sweeper. They're from the same jihadist cell. So then they go with two AK forty sevens. And they attack a kosher supermarket, kill four people, probably four Jews, took some hostages, and then there is another, there is another assault. And so they gun down the nigger, and from what I gather, the woman escapes, and she goes to Turkey or something like that here. So anyway, I'm looking. I mean, I stayed up. I stayed up this morning, and I look, and you have, they say a million frogs in the street of Paris. The streets of Paris, let's see here. Okay, 20,000, I'm looking at the uh, Hebdo. Okay, sounds like, you know, Hebdo, well, <laughs> Hebdo sounds a good deal like, well, 
judo here. <laughs> he Joe. Okay. You have you have a whole bunch of critters running around. Running around and the question you have the question I have is uh what are these million wiggers going to bitch here? Now I'm looking at Fox News, the rise of radical Islam and you have this asshole here going in front of a bunch of wiggers and what a nigger or two here and you can't record it here. Uh what the hell's the name? Some something on Fox News here. Let's see what the Jew John Stewart or I think Colbert is gone here now. Let's see. Comedy Central. Nah, it's a movie here with this Jew Adam Sandler. Don't need that shit. Okay. But at least Fox News here. I mean, CNN has gone to something else here. All right. Let me go back to the chat room. For, for the Thirty World Wars here. Wow. Okay, I'm looking at I'm looking at this uh, no province. It's called okay. Provence Alps Cote de Cote de Azure. Well, that's nice. All right. You had a whole bunch. You had a whole bunch of frogs here, and I I was looking at this here, sort of like when you had possibly the Zog Falls Front, you know, involving this little crazy little Jew boy who gunned down two years ago. You know, he went, he, he shot his mom, you know, killed his mama, took her gun, supposedly, went to, went to uh, Newtown to the uh, elementary school. And there was a no-gun sign there, so he went and shot it out. There wasn't, you know, the glass wasn't even fortified by wires. He went in there, opened the door, and then gunned down, what, 20-some kids and six teachers or whatever. Gunned down a bunch of them here, and they, they concentrate on the beautiful little six-year-old girl, Grace Peterson. Not so much the little Jew boys, the little diggers, the little beaners. And you then look soon after to the little whining of the group here in Newtown, Connecticut, and 60% of them are ostensible Whiggers. Now, really, only about 30 or 40% of them, you know, 40% of this group is actual, I would say, relatively pure-blooded Whiggers. Well, the Whiggers are sort of like Brian Real, a.k.a. Sword Brethren Whiggers, which means they're not white at all, but... You go in, and I was looking at France here. I was looking at what happened in France, and you see the same thing. You see a bunch of mongrels, a bunch of mamsers. And I would say that most of the ostensible whites are mamsers. Now, in the close to five years I've been doing this podcast, I have done a complete circle. I used to think there were 120 million mamsers and what? Oh, 180 million Whiggers. Now I think there is really, I don't even think there's 120 million Whiggers. I think there's, what, less than 100 million relatively pure-blooded Whiggers, and there's 200 million Mamsers in America. I don't count these Brian Rio or Sven Packy Shanks critters here as being white. 
So let's 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 look at that. You're going to have more and more and more non-whites among quote, white countries, and people are worried about what we're going to do. Now I'm looking at these idiots singing there about a couple million of them, and you have these world leaders. They showed up all of a sudden, including that nigger Eric Holder, who was fast and furious, gave guns to these Mexican gangbangers so that they could blame it on white people. You know, and close the gun show loophole or what have you. Close the gun show loophole, and they're essentially giving to Mexican gangbangers, and these are Zog guns here. They wouldn't have been sold to gangbangers, but hey, the BATF made them sell it here. And then it gets found out, and here Eric Holder has to resign, but this nigger isn't resigned. Why is he, why is he showing up in France? Why is he showing up in France? Why you know, why does he even have a portfolio? You have Benjamin Netanyahu, and then you have the little, you know, you have the little tame little uh, Palestinian character here. Not Hamas, but uh, the tame little Palestinian who used to be part of Yasser Arafat's uh, Egyptian dentist uh, pretense, you know, group here. And then you have them all, all these frogs going in there, but I guess they're not allowing Marie Le Pen uh, of the French National Front or something like that to uh, show up. I guess she's not welcome. Yeah, about a million. And I wonder where are all these wiggers and mamsers by the millions, or at least a couple hundred thousands, protesting? Are they protesting bringing in? Their leadership bringing in all, you know, allowing all these here uh, Algerians and the rest to come into their country and take it over. Plus, I bet if you actually looked here, I would say probably the Muslim content is probably closer to 25, 30%. Here in America, here in America, it, you know, they claim it's really about 20%. I think it's more, like 40% or more. And then of the whites here, I would say the majority are Anglo Mestizos, non whites. Now you look, you look, you'll see blonde, blue eyed children every so often, but you go look at the newscast, you go look at the crowds, and that's what I see in France here. Same thing I see in Newtown, I've seen in France, but even more so. You have more and more non whites. Ring around, and are they going to beg? They're, quote, leaders to stop bringing in these Mongols? And the answer is, hell no, they're not. You're going to have more and more and more of them coming to America, coming to France, coming to Europe. Now, in Germany, you will have a few of them, like all of a sudden, sort of waking up. But the question is, wake up to what? What are you going to do? Well, essentially, now they are the majority. Now, I have to laugh that these these ragheads didn't mind killing pigs. Didn't mind killing frog pigs. Pretty well, we are coming to a war of each against all. As Zog implodes. Let me tell you who needs to die first here. You talk about freedom. You know, you're talking about freedom religion. You find out this you know, Charlie Hebdo fired 
a cartoonist for making fun of Jews. They tried to get him put in jail. He went ahead and countersued, and they had to pay 90,000 euros or something like that, but they didn't mind. So now you have all the radical London imam, Ajim Chowdhury. You have old Sean Hanty. I mean, he looks like a cork-eyed Anglo-Mestizo or Mamzer. Here he is going, you know, head-to-head. And he's all surprised here. What happens when these deaners, some of them decide to become Islamists here? How do you tell the difference between a beaner and a uh, Muslim? Your average Muslim, they're all brown-skinned, ain't they? But moving on, you have these characters shoot pigs. Just like you have, you know, in America, you have niggers shooting pigs. It looks like, it looks like, wherever they're at, be they France or be they, you know, the Zogland. Well, hey, the people, the pigs who are in charge of keeping down the white people are not able to protect themselves against, say, the niggers, the beaners, the Muslims, or the rest here at all. There don't seem to be any leadership at all. And folks, that's what this show is about here. I, if, you, you can't really bring together any, quote, white nationalists here together without Zog Babylon trying to destroy them. Now, talking about freedom of speech here, here in America, you have, you know, you have William Fink and Brian Rio taking down web page after web page after web page after web page. And poor little Brian Rio, he whines. I need to sue for $10 million. And Rabbi Fink is with him. So is, so is uh, what? Old meerkat Mark Downey. And presumably Clint Downey is Jewish wife. Secondhand wife, of course, you know. Folks, you have these Jews coming in. And think quite a little bit about the ADL supposedly kicking them off at com about three years after Brian Rio got me kicked off at 101.com. I got on 101.com because things said it was safe. Then about 2012, why 101.com figure out, well, we kicked out this one character based upon Brian Reel's little whining here, and we violated the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. And once we suspended his webpage, we didn't bring it back after Brian Reel refused to make a lawsuit because Linstead published his Facebook page. But Fink, you know, Fink's in with it here. He whines every so often about censorship, but Fink is the biggest censor. Fink doesn't believe in free speech. Another mongrel. Russ Walker, this March or April, he went whining. He was going to have my Gmail account taken down. Now he's filling his inbox full of his anti-Paul horseshit and all that. And we had Dewey Tucker call in. We had Dewey Tucker call in uh, to understand you'll see line Chris and Jenny Wednesday night. And Dewey made the good point that, uh, hey, Peter, Peter supported Paul in Second Peter chapter three, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 
Talked about weak-minded people who are not able to understand Paul. Hey, can't have that. All these people, all these people, all these Jews, all these Mongols, all the rest of them here, all these evil Uyghurs, they hate freedom of speech, and so did this Charlie Hebdo. They hated freedom of speech. And now the creatures who are coming in, these Muslims, they don't much care for freedom of speech either. What you have, you have Uyghurs allying themselves with Jews to bring in Muslims. And Muslims don't care for freedom of speech. They want to impose Sharia law, which makes them on top of the place where they can't really control anything. Folks, if there was a loss of money to Saudi Arabia, to the Arab world, these sad niggers would starve. They've outbred their agricultural population, just like the Egyptians have. The Nile is currently done here. Can support maybe 45, 50 million if it's run fairly efficiently. Maybe. But it can't support 80 million. Doesn't matter whether a Jew-loving dictatorship or a Muslim Brotherhood elected officials run it. They can't support all their nigger population. Fink can't, you know, Fink can't support, hell, he can't, he can't support himself here. He has to have his Craigslist skank whore wife, Melissa, support him. Him and Zog support, you know, Zog and Melissa support Rabbi Fink. You don't believe in freedom of speech. You don't believe in truly open lines here. The reason I troll him every single chance I can when he announces open lines is to go ahead and keep that Jew boy in his shittle, his virtual shittle. To where, hey, guess what here? It doesn't really matter if European Godzilla or uh, what? Long Island Brian, they want to come in, they can say whatever the hell they want to, within reason. On my, you know, on my talk sheet page. I worry. I don't, I don't have to just close it down because someone's saying something bad about me. No, I believe in freedom of speech. But, folks, the time will come to where those who deny your freedom of speech, they will need to be eliminated here. Can you imagine a nigger-lipped Juniper-browed, slant-eyed piece of shit like Brian Real getting to abuse the Digital Millennium Copyright Act? Not for purpose of copyright, but to shut down any speech as an anti-racist activist you don't like. And Rabbi Fink going along with it. Eli James going along with it. Oh, you know, uh, what? Jeremy Vister going along with it. These creatures do not like freedom of speech, so why allow, are they even allowed to live among us, rather much less tell us what we cannot, can and cannot say? These creatures hate us. They ain't able to supply, you know, support themselves here, so they got to come to what remains of the white world and overwhelm the lifeboat here and swamp it. And then shove aside, shove aside the white people, just shove them off the side of the boat here. Rape their daughters, 
and turn everything into the shit color, you know, shit colored mess here they left behind here. That's what we have in America, in Europe, and the rest. And let me just tell you who is allowing that. It is the Whiggers who are allied with the Jews to do that because Jews being the spawn of Satan, I mean the actual spawn of Satan, actually descend from the wicked one that John wrote about. Not a committee here like Rabbi Fink wants to claim as a papist preterist here. At the lap of Rabbi Fink, what, 666 episodes of Martin Luther, you know, concerning the Jews and their lives? Do you don't think Martin Luther would have seen a nigger-nosed kike like Fink a mile off? Jews screaming about Jews in CI dentistry here. Gotta laugh about that here. Four tards, four tards, and about 20 nimbusters on Fink's Talks to You channel. And then he has the mongrels safely in his team speak you know, chat room here. Sort of pathetic. These creatures, if left to themselves and forced to live in their own country without any white man's medicine, white man's technology, there'd only be a couple hundred thousand, maybe a couple million of them living in their own country. But now, they don't like their own country because there's so many of them, so they got to come to the white man and the stupid white man or stupid Whigger who rules them in conjunction with the Jew is screaming about racism, 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 the hate facts here. No, folks, looking at what happened this past week, I see nothing but cause for satisfaction. I am quite satisfied that essentially sad niggers, what, killed two pigs out of what? Killed two pigs. Ten worthless wigger and mamzer and Jew boy ass clowns here who essentially thought they were really funny. And then, bang, 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 whine, 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 oh, please. And then a million, mainly mongrels, off-whites, whatnots, like you read Tucker would say, I call them mamsers and mongrels, going ahead and petitioning their great leaders who let these creatures come in for what? Why don't they go, why don't they go to Afghanistan and please, can we not live? They go to Iraq. Can we not live? Begging, begging what? The Muslims to let them live, or begging their Quigger and Mamzer and Jew leaders to let them have guns so they can live or fight for themselves or do whatever? No. All these critters. I am Charlie. I am Charlie. What's that going to accomplish? Guess what? Right now, right now in France, it is what? Oh, it's 6 o'clock in the morning. Right now, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, maybe 5 o'clock. 
after they've gone home, they'll still be they'll still be rag kids with guns in France. Where do you shoot pigs? Ready to shoot Jews. I, I mean, hopefully them four that were killed in the kosher supermarket, hopefully they were all Jews. <laughs> Folks, the you know, the problem is what? Not serious at all. But situa- it's hopeless. The situation is hopeless but not serious. Does it really matter if a bunch of mongrels kill and eat one another? Kill whatever stupid wiggers allowed to happen. World leaders march to historic unity rally through Paris. I wish the you know, Benjamin Netanyahu, and then there's a nigger next to him here. I wish there'd been a few wiggers, a few muzzies, because it's a cold day in France. They all got, you know, they all got, uh, you know, all got raincoats, something like I wish there'd been a few of them. A few of them with a few claymores or whatever strapped to their bodies and, you know, kill a couple thousand Uyghurs and Mamsers and Asplum. Jesus, Charlie! Jesus, Charlie! It would have been hilarious. It would have been glorious. It would have been fucked up. So anyway, folks, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. I'm going to go ahead and unmute Char, you know, go up Go ahead and unmute Bruce Gorman. I'm going to go ahead and check the chat. And we will be back in a few minutes. Hail victory.
like we have. <laughs> Yes, Lindy, but you are talking to Mimbusters. Mimbusters live. Okay. We're back. I am going to try to make a parody song of the Frog National Anthem. Let's see how well it works. Let's go, children of the nation. Dee, 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 dee. They have glory has arrived. You have been shot by a bunch of ragheads. Bloody banner is raised. Yeah, this ain't very good. Do, 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 do. Help it. Help it. I'll dub it in later. Help it. I don't, I don't even see why rag hit or, you know. Way back, I, I used to play war games, and the question was, of all the people, of all the people you had to pretend to be in order to have the best chance of surviving, you know, could you be English, Spanish, Dutch, Portuguese, uh, what here? 
And the answer was French, because the French, well, most of them went native here. They didn't mind screwing. They didn't mind screwing whatever the heck they could get here at all. Anyway, uh, Wendy came in, and it looks like some of the tards are being mean to her here. Glorious 12th of January to all here. Uh, you know, Wendy, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that the tards are being mean to you, uh, but that's just the nature of uh, that's just the nature of things here. Uh, <laughs> if you're a raghead, you you can go ahead and gun them down though with my blessing here. Okay, here it's the it's towelhead. All right, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna go ahead and unmute Bruce Gorman. <laughs> uh pig fraud uh if Wendy wants to go ahead and shoot a shoe boy from uh wherever that's fine by me bruce yeah hello hello bruce hello martin yeah i heard uh other countries were uh coming to france with this but uh yeah obviously they're 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 just reacting to the the media's got to put the word out right and uh, well, they just follow I, I've suit. Well, seen, I've, seen, I've seen a whole bunch of them sitting, you know, sitting in their little black raincoats or something like that, you know, maybe like pervs or something like that. World leaders attend UNT rally in Paris. And it's just, it's just, uh, it's just wall to wall, I mean, street to street, just quiggers and mamsers and the rest of the ass clowns. And it reminds me sort of like what I've seen at Newtown with the little candlelight vigil. Uh, I mean, supposedly 60% of them were white. 60% of them were white, but uh, actually only oh. 40% of them. They were sort of white like Brian Rio and Ben Packyshanks, you know, claiming to be white, but essentially maybe only about 40% were what I would say are, you know, probably mainly white here. And that's, oh. that's what you see. That's what I've seen in France. I've seen a bunch of I see a bunch of Brian Real looking like mongrels here in France. I mean, you know, but but you see the quote world leaders, and you have old Ben, you know, Benny Netanyahu, and he is arm in arm with some nigger from I don't know where, you know, where the hell he is. I mean, I don't really know any of the great Africa African world leaders, but you have old Benny Netanyahu. Well. Whenever you try to have these Felicia Jews who are niggers, Ethiopian niggers come in, why well, the Jews just deport their ass as quick as they can back to Africa where they only come from. But you see all these critters running around there waving their little tricolored flags and all this happy horse shit. And I'm, I'm sort of thinking it'd be hilarious if some raghead would be wearing, would be wearing say, a bunch of Claymore mines, you know, around his old trunk here. Looks like a big old fat raghead and then boom, he detonate himself here, and you know, hell, you just have a whole bunch of, you know, dead frogs and dead, you know, muzzies and dead mongrels and the rest of it here. But I mean, you gotta wonder what the hell are all these fucking tards having a rally for? I mean, it ain't like it's a clan. Yeah, I mean, it's about as pointless as a clan rally. It's about as pointless as a quote white supremacist rally. You know, probably even less so. I mean, who are they? Who are they appealing to? Who are they protesting to? Their leaders for bringing these animals into the country, or are they, you know, are they essentially begging these animals not to go ahead and kill them? I mean, what is the point? 
What is the point to all this sort of stupid shit? It's sort of incoherent. Well, yeah, the media, I think, is, uh, you know, they like to put on a lot of acting uh, uh, show, but, you know, they're into show business, right? So they got to get people's feelings well, all mustered up and and get people all excited, and uh, then they can march them and control them that way. That's all they're well, doing. These, these these critters don't seem to have have any notion. They don't seem to have any notion. You know, like what you know, you know J Sweet Charlie. And if you go ahead, it looks like J E S U I S. You took out the I. You'd have Jesus Charlie. I mean, you look at that here. I, you know, one of the Nimba, or not one of the Nimbusters, but one of the uh, one of the gangster Bolsheviks said, "You know, I am Charlie." But they took put a picture of Charles Manson on there here, and I was thinking Charles Manson at least wanted to start a race war of niggers against squiggers uh, way back in the uh, what late sixties or something like that. Here, maybe he was just simply fifty years ahead of his time. You know. Yeah, you said that Holder was over there too. Oh, Holder oh. was there, and suppose that nigger, you know, that nigger resigned what two months ago. What's this nigger <laughs> still running around the uh, portfolio? And it's, it's like, well, guess what? He's still the attorney general, but he had, I mean, this nigger, this nigger, as part of the BATF, encouraged, encouraged, uh, you know, in fact, made. These people sell guns, you know, sell guns to, sell guns to these Mexican gangbangers. And, uh, you know, the whole idea was to somehow blame it on white people or gun shows or something like that yeah. and close the, quote, loophole for gun shows. And you end up having these stupid, you have these stupid, uh, you know, Jew and Whigger intellectuals we need to go ahead and close the loophole for gun shows. We need to we need to have a background check before you can transfer your gun or whatever. And, and what they're trying to do is the very first step for gun confiscation is knowing who got them and essentially having gun registration and preemptive closing of you know trading you know trading guns or selling guns or whatever here. But here's Eric Holder. He stonewalls. He refuses to do anything about it, and they're not going to impeach that nigger any more than uh, they're going to impeach Obongo nigger. But well, yeah. they you always gotta, use you gotta, you gotta laugh because here are these Jew lovers. They make fun of these Muslims, and these Muslims, just three of them, come in and they kill a dozen. Well, I wouldn't call them people, but they kill a dozen of these critters at Charlie Hebdo, including two pigs. And then they wounded about another 11 here, and they tell this one split tail, well, she needs to convert to Islam here and uh, maybe get a clitorectomy or whatever. And then they, they managed to break through. They managed to break through a police, you know, a police roadblock or something here. They go to a signage place. And you know, then they're then they're eventually gunned down. But at the same time, at the same time, you have in the same cell, you have a nigger, you have a nigger Muslim and his you know Mamzer's girlfriend, and they go to a kosher, they go to a kosher supermarket, 
and they kill. They kill hopefully four, you know, four uh, Jew boys or Jew girls or whatever. And wow. that that is what you have. You have these creatures who, you know, they act like if they bring in all these deaners, they bring in all these Muslims, they bring in the rest here, they're going to get a different population, but somehow they're going to remain in charge. And, you know, no, I don't see anybody in charge, but I don't see any, I mean, I, I looked at the, I looked at this French crowd. I looked at this French crowd, and they are more mongrelized than even in America they are. You know what I mean? There's more, the, the, the French population is a bigger collection of mongrels than here, even, you know, even in America. Yeah, you know well, the, yeah, well, the satanic Jew, they, they open the floodgates and, well, uh, Yahweh's Yahweh's in control of it. He, you know, he's in control of all things. But uh, as far as uh, after they get the mud, the muds in, you know, the Jews also put the frosting on. So I, I would question what you see uh, on the, the, any major media, you know, because it they do a lot of uh, show business, right, to get the frenzy well, of they, the people. They try to. They try to. They try to do it here. I'm looking. I'm looking at this here little advertisement for some little war game, and you have a beautiful blue-eyed woman with big tits here. I mean, the the paragon for beauty is still is still white women here, you know. And you know that that's what they have. That's what they have on these shows here. They have these white women, you know. Now fewer and fewer and fewer of them are you know blue-eyed, but you have. You know, more of these mandrasses or high yellows with uh, blonde hair, and you know, you look, you look at the, you look at the ads, you look at the ads. It's it's different than what it was what even 20 years ago. There's more and more and more not quite white people, and they're, I guess, selling stuff or what have you, or you know, uh, vacations or something like that. And the paragon of beauty is, you know, is still, you know, still the blonde, blue-eyed woman. But what 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 you see is you see fewer and fewer and fewer. You know, you see fewer. If you go ahead and look at the, you know, that, that's that's what struck me in the like close five years I've done here. I mean, essentially, I believe the white people, actual white people, as opposed to your Brian Rios and your. So then, Packy Shanks and your, oh, Eli James's and your what, you know, Bill Finks and the rest here. I believe there's fewer and fewer and fewer actual white people and more and more and more Jews and Mongols and the rest here. You know, uh, essentially pretend to be white or something like that, both in white nationalism, but also. Yeah, well, it's the only thing that, when Yahweh is vibrating in his children, that's the only thing that keeps this world together. Because we're, you know, yeah, you're always all about his uh, sons, right? And manifesting them, and uh, but he's 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 in control. He's got a hook in that that serpent's mouth. You know, he knows he knows what's going on. Well, he doesn't get a, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people's I, I emotions to, get get involved where they uh, they feel they got to do something, right? And then well, they get, then the trouble comes. But uh, just stand, you know, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and stand, and uh, 
when when you have to act, you'll put you, then you'll know when to put your teeth in it. But I wouldn't listen to them. That media is just so full of BS, you know. What you hear on their uh, comes through there. Okay. Lies. All lies. Okay. Lie, lie, lie. That's all they do. Okay. Anyway, I'm 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 looking at this. You have this here sort of cork-eyed mamsurus here. You have another character. He's sort of white, more wider. He's sort of like you know, sort of swarthy skin. And what do the Paris terror attacks mean for U.S. security? Answer: What U.S. security? What U.S. security? <laughs> I mean, you know, shit, if you're bringing, if you're you're allowing all these Mongols to come in. All these, you know, they they were comparing these two brothers. You know, one at the Boston Marathon, what, about two years ago? And then these two, you know, these two Algerian brothers shooting, I mean, how can, what do you mean U.S. security? There is no U.S. security at all. There is no, there is no homeland security. All all it is, all it is is more and more and more and more chaos. There is no security anywhere. Big lot of is what it is. Well, it's just it's just a pretense here. I mean, well, sure. probably if 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 they did have a whole bunch of ISIS members here who don't mind doing the, you know, I, I remember, yeah, you know, I was in the nut house and I looked I looked at what Christmas Day or Thanksgiving Day in two thousand six. And there was a scene out of hell to where you had about three suicide bombers and a bunch of suicide, you know, essentially car bombs going off. And there's, what, 125 ragheads killed in some bazaar in Baghdad. And pretty well, you see chunks of cars and people, and it's just burning. It's a scene out of hell, pretty much, but, you know, far more chaotic. You know, you imagine hell as being far more orderly than that. And, uh, hey, if they really had had a bunch of cells in there, they would have had some, say, suicide bombers. Um, you detonate a bunch of claymores right in the middle, right in the middle of that little rally. Well, hey, that would have been one hell of a scene here. But, folks, that's, that's what they're pissing and moaning about. They have what? They have, they estimate 8 million, 8 million ragheads, Muslims in France, which probably means they have more like, 12 or 15 million, just like they keep on yapping about 12 million. Well, you see this here little Mamsurus who's married to this nigger, and I guess the Mamsurus somehow made your way clear here. So you wonder if this ain't just another Zog false front. I mean, how the hell is she able to get on a plane, go through Spain, go this morning through to Turkey, and she's not, she's not jailed yet, but she makes it all the way to Syria. Now, this ISIS was nothing more than Obongo's attempt to uh, oversight, you know, overthrow Assad on behalf of the Jews, and you got to wonder: is this just another Zog false front? It might very well be, but it doesn't. It doesn't take very long for chaos to where well, you know to strike. Well, it should be so great that the very elect would uh, one for uh, Yahweh, right? I mean, the deception mm-hmm. is pretty big. Well, well because... the, deception, the deception isn't going to work very good because once you cannot trust any, what anybody says here, 
You don't listen to anything. You don't know what the hell to believe. Your best bet to sit for is, well, like I do or like you do, you stay away as, you know, you, you try to go ahead and get money ahead and you try to find a quiet place to live. You don't go to where there's a bunch of, you don't go to where there's a bunch of Mongols. You don't go to where there's a whole bunch of people gathered in a football game or anywhere. You pretty well, you pretty well just try to stay away from crowds of people, which is really a normal, a normal white reaction. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like being in the, the where's the quietest place in the eye of a storm, right, or of a hurricane. It's in the eye. You know, you, you know, you're the apple of Yahweh's eye. He's he's the one in control. And you get on the, the out, outer boundaries, you're going to be in that uh, what is that pestilence outside the fire. So well, Dewey, Dewey, you know, he called in my show a couple of times, and I think it was oh, several months ago. He pointed mm. out how this black death was Yahweh's way of cleaning up the white gene pool. I mean, essentially, if they weren't if they weren't pure enough white. This black death went and struck them and cut out, went ahead and cut out a lot of the mongolization. And you really couldn't have a renaissance when you had when you had a whole bunch of people who weren't even able to really make it here. The uh you know, the black death here, what, thirteen forty seven, thirteen forty eight, thirteen forty nine, thirteen fifty to thirteen fifty one. Uh-huh. What it did is it went through, and you had some places like Nuremberg, which were not affected at all. So you can't tell me they didn't have rats in Nuremberg. But on the other hand, you you know, you end up having critters like Wickstrom, well, the Jews poisoned the well. And people did blame the Jews for it, and rightfully so. But I have pointed out is that you have two seed lines, one that's evil, you know, from Satan, you know, like Fink and the rest here. And you have a good seed line. And every so often, every so often, Yahweh takes the opportunity to cleanse, cleanse the good seed line. And you know, what happened with the black death was one, was one uh, effort to do so, was to cleanse the bloodline of a bunch of mongrelization which had crept in amongst the Israelites. Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, anyway you have... You have oh, you have. I mean, I have to laugh. I have to go ahead and laugh because I look. I'm looking. I'm looking at this. You know, gunman. You know, this nigger. This nigger's wife. How the hell? How the hell did this heifer manage to make it onto a plane? Onto a plane, and then fly to Spain, and then go to Syria. If essentially she's not just like Trader Glenn Miller and his little, his little, uh, you know, to do earlier this year to where, hey, Trader Glenn Miller is told, hey, don't go and shoot even these old Jews, but you can go ahead and shoot whatever the hell you find in the parking lot. I mean, I smell, I smell dog, I smell well, dog false front again to go ahead and whip up. Go ahead and whip up what remains of Wiggers, remains of Wiggers in France and in America to whip them up. But the answer is to whip them up to do what? 
I mean, you had the same thing occur in 9-11. I mean, it was a dog ball front, sort of like Oklahoma City. You, you go ahead, you see them whipped up. You see the Uyghurs whipped up to where, guess what? We, we got to fight against terror. So we go over to Afghanistan. We have a 13-year-old war, which they finally, they finally end because guess what? You know, we're fighting, we're fighting in the graveyard of empires, evil empires. You know, finish off the, you know, you know, mess up the British, you know, finish off the Russians, you know, finish off Zog Babylon, whipped them up, whipped them up to do what? To go over there, get their ass whooped. And now we're talking about freedom of speech, but we can't go ahead and talk against Muslims. We can't go ahead and talk against Jews. So yeah. the question of it is, is, you know, here you have these critters doing their Zog false front to whip up Uyghurs to do what? There's hardly... The Uyghurs are essentially a minority. I think that they're less than a third of America by now. Pretty well, you have Uyghurs. You have Uyghurs, which are maybe at maximum a third of America. Then you end up having the Brian Rio, Savin uh, Pecky Shanks, Finkelstein, so-called whites here, who are actually Jews and Mongols of some sort. And then you have, then you end up having, say, the open beaners and niggers and the rest here. Who you know, and gooks and the rest here. So essentially, you have at max a third Wiggers, a third man, you know, Mamsers of some sort. Then you end up having the niggers and the open beaners and the rest here. That's what Zog Babylon is, whipping them up to do what? I think exactly. it's going to occur when Zog Babylon isn't able, going to be able to police itself, much less, you know, much less try to whip up, try to whip up shit in say Ukraine. Or whip up shit in, uh, you know, in uh, what? In uh, Syria or Iraq or whatever. I mean, this ISIS, this ISIS shit, was caused by them giving guns. Oh, oh shoot! Here's this Frank Gaffrey. He's a he's a Jew boy. You have a Mamzerus, and then you end up having another Mamzerus. You have two Mamzeruses on Fox News. I call F A U X News here. You know, neocons. Uh, you wow. have a Jew, you have a Jew boy, you have a Jew boy, a Mamzerus with big tits, and another Mamzerus here. I mean, essentially, you just have Mamzerus. Yes, there. Okay. Sounds like a sounds uh, like a Hollywood production there. Oh, Holly Weird, uh, Holly Weird, yeah. You know, Holly Weird, or AKA Chespawood production here. Sort of like, <laughs> sort of like what, you know, sort of like uh, you know, the bowel movement here. You have Jews like Linder. You have, uh, you know, CI Dentistry. Why, hey, you have Jews like Eli James and William Fink. And uh, then you end up having your Melungeons like Jeremy Visser and Brian Wright and Dan John. Oh, mean, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, it's sort of hilarious here. Anyway, uh, Bruce. The circus uh, circus gurus, huh? Well, so uh, you, you, you end up having. You don't even have a three ring circus here. You have more you have you know, big tent, white nationalism, C I Destry. You don't have <laughs> a three ring circus here. You don't even have a six ring circus. You have a six hundred and sixty six ring circus. And no overall, you know, ring leader to it here. You just have chaos. And oh, that's yeah. what you have that's what you have over in France. That's what you have you know, there there is no there is no unity. There is no 
land. There's nothing, you know, possible here because here they are trying to whip up something, something, and there's nothing. There's nothing left among Whiggers. There's nothing left among anyone to, you know, it, it's sort of like it's sort of like uh, if you could go ahead and make shit gelatin. You know, well, if you make shit gelatin, you're, you're going to go ahead use that shit. You're going to go ahead and pour you into a mold, a you know, some shit gelatin. You're going to go ahead and hammer rocks with it here. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyway, uh, someone has to go pee, so we're going to take about a three or four minute break. I'm going to go ahead and uh, go ahead and mute you, and we'll be back in about five minutes. Okay? Okay. All right. Hell, Victor. I think Long Island Bryant is more of a is more of a Andre the Niggerite than a fickle genie. <laughs>
Okay, folks, we are back. I wanted to make sure there was a good deal of break so I can, uh, oh, if I want to re-engineer it, can I hear a lot of people whining about how, uh, oh, whining about how they can't hear me very well here. I, I'm just to go ahead and mute Bruce. Uh, Gorman, how you doing, Bruce? Good. Praise Yahweh. I'm looking at the chat room. Uh, I I get on I I have a blogger I have a blogger account even though Brian Rio he took down he took down in November 2010 you know he took down uh, my uh, blogspot blog Arian Arian you know A N J C C or something like that took it down and then Visser went ahead and took it up. I don't know if this is a real Pastor Jay Faber it or not, or a Nimbus retard who's impersonating him. Uh, you know, I <laughs> you, you you have you have these you have these characters now. Jay Faber, I believe, is is white here, but uh, in case uh, we have we have all sorts we have all sorts of characters. I, I find sort of funny. I find sort of funny in that. Uh, you had you have Red Mike Vanderkike. I mean, Red, Red Mike Vanderbo talking about shooting pigs, and he's an agent to walk door, aka the Southern Poverty Law Center's militia general. But you have all these characters. You have all these characters, and they, you know, they talk quite a bit. Now I've been looking at Mamie's shit. They have Diane Spingola. They have the David Duck on. I think the Jeff Wren show or Jeff Wrenz's. Thing here, you have the, wi- the wig man. Yeah, well, I don't know if he's a wig man. I think, I think he, uh, you know, I think he's actually, you know, I mean, he has had plastic surgery, and there was a hilarious cartoon by Sir Polo, you know, by a, uh, you know, Jew doctor named Finkelstein, who's, uh, you know, who was essentially, <laughs> essentially getting David Duck's gambling money to do some. Uh, to, to go ahead and liposuction David Duke's fat ass, but in any case, uh, you know, the, the movement is sort of hilarious, but I'm looking, I'm looking at, say, Fox News. I usually don't look at it, and for whatever reason, them crazy Jews, them crazy Jews, they don't want you recording. You, they don't want you recording on your DVR uh, their kike shit. But, you know, here, huh. here you have here you have you have the frog pigs, you know they have these French labels, you know probably seven point seven, seven point seven label, you know and I'm you know it's around what thirty caliber or something like that, but uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you have these you have these French labels and they are, you know sort of like a cross between an M14 and a uh, M16 or something like that, and you have all these white pigs running around. And you have a few wiggers, but you have a Manzerus who, uh, you know, Justice was Judge Janine. She she looks like some sort of, obviously looks like some sort of cork-eyed Manzerus here. And you are, you know, I mean, CNN seems to have gone to something else. Uh, MSNBC is just simply doing about Manzerus and niggers and the rest who are locked up in prison or something like that. So... It looks like the news channels have turned into shit too here, and I'm I'm going to have ahead and having to look at the Bushy Channel, aka Fox News. But in any case, 
Um, you you have a bunch you have a bunch of characters you know not only them busters but you have a bunch of them who do the Mamie shit. Now I think R.J. Livegood, I think his girlfriend Wendy is in, and from what I gather, Wendy was stalked by this character named Nick. Uh, Nick who had a little you know three and a half inch erect. Mamser penis or something like that, who he showed to Wendy or something like that here from Renegade from Renegade Radio, and you have you have old Rodney Martin. I, I sometimes call him Codney, and I guess this uh, this uh, oh this Sephardic Jewess named Kathy Curry uh, went ahead and blocked her band a bunch of people. She 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 she's with Eli James or something like that here. And so is this Steve Smith, but you have all these characters. They don't believe in free speech, but they're all they're all stalking each other. And uh, I guess I guess Long Island Brian, like I said before, is probably less of a think bot. And I see him I see him over at the Delhi Spermer, you know, the Andre the Nigger Anglings outfit, uh, pretty well writing a bunch of stuff right then and there. Uh there, so I think it's probably like a Andre the Nigger, uh, Andre the Nigger uh, follower than he is really a Nimbus retard or a Finkelsheniite. Okay. Well, I always thought I, I thought it uh, as uh, extreme insanity and confusion and uh, bastard bastardly uh, uh, livelihood to always be involved in other people's business, right? You know, it's like they. Uh, their their religion is basically uh, looking at man, not at Yahweh. They're looking well, at themselves or somebody else. They're they're not focused on Yahweh. Yeah, and all well, they can do is all they can do is muck things up because they're adding to we're adding to the mess when we do that, right? But we come out of that that confusion, that crap, right? You know, like being objective. You, being objective, you know, not being subjective. Well, to it. I, I had, I had Dewey call in Wednesday night, and Dewey made his point very strongly that Paul was an apostle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, the main thing I got out of that was, you see, I do not agree. I do not agree with Dewey on the re. Well, really, ought to call it reincarnation because that's what it is. Uh, I can, I can see to where. In Genesis chapter 1, you have Elohim speaking. There's other gods. But I, I have to wonder what is the role of Christ if he's busy being from Adam and then, you know, getting things right the second or third or whatever main time here as Jesus Christ. When does he have time to be our Messiah? Uh, I, I don't agree with Dewey about a number of things, but Dewey did make a very good point by quoting Second Peter chapter 3, Verse 11, 12, 13, and 14 about weak-minded people who couldn't understand Paul. Well, I I still have a problem with Paul, and I'm very you know, I'm very much uh, suspicious of those who like think go in and claim Paul to mean whatever he wants. Be it Ted Whelan, be it uh, you know, be it any of these characters who come in. And if and if Dewey can be suspicious of those who call themselves Christian, I certainly can be suspicious of those who call themselves Paulian. So 
So I've, I've come back to what I've always thought is that Paul does indeed belong in the Bible, but you need to be very wary of those who I call New Covenant cornholers who want to say the, say the law has been done away, by grace are you saved, grace alone, uh, that there's no works, that the law is a stumbling block and a curse because they will quote Paul out of context and bits and pieces of that. And I've seen that with Keith Southworth. I've seen that with a number of people. Well, uh, yeah. generally, I, generally, I must prefer Christ because Christ spoke quite plainly to you know his disciples at the time here. When you know, Paul, I, I, I find it easier just to ask people, are you an Israelite or are you a Gentile? And most of the critters who come in, you know, come in, even though they're mansers here, like Wes Walker or Brian uh. Lee or Savant Pekinshank, they'll say they're an Israelite. So then I, so then I can go with the apostle to where, uh-huh. well, if you're an Israelite, then Paul is not your apostle. Uh-huh. Well, who is my apostle? I said, you don't know who your apostle is? You know, because essentially I don't know. You know, you had 12 of them. And since the Israelites had lost their identity as Israelites, they didn't know what tribe they were. I have to laugh at you know. I have to laugh at people. I have to laugh at people. Be they, uh, you know, be they uh, what you know, old Mo Gullet here. Uh, uh, first and not, we had we had John, we had uh, we had Richard Butler's nephew call in, and mm-hmm. what he wants to do is he wants to act as the Aryan Nations liaison for this. Sadistic Souls Motorcycle Club. And from what I gather, these characters, a lot of them are Mongols themselves, who want to who want to ride motorcycles. That's fine. Yeah. But they also want to call themselves Aryan Nations. Now, I have a problem with Morris Collette because essentially I believe he's nothing more than a Zogbot. But, you know, my, my solution to that is pretty well, you know, just like I believe in decentralization, I believe in Everything decentralization. I, be, I believe the purpose of a white nationalist intellectual or a Christian identity intellectual who is white is essentially to not come up with any solution, not come up with any you know means of doing anything, but rather to preach a message of destructive criticism, to preach a message of you know, hey, we're the only ones who have border. Being white, we're the only ones who can create anything. Let you know, let this current system, let it go to the mansers, let it go to the Jews, let it let it implode. I mean, yeah, well, there's well. nothing, there's nothing we, there's nothing really that can be done with it. I mean, you yeah. are standing, you are standing, essentially, if you try to build up something you are going to succeed. Whereas if you go with history to where things are going to fall apart, things are going to be destroyed, you are going to succeed because there's nothing there's nothing in the future except destruction. There's nothing in the future except chaos. I, I'm looking at I'm looking well, at that, this if I could I'm looking at this I'm looking at this you know, I'm looking at this, you know, like I call it lace comp Days tanks here. They come, they come. I mean, 
I, I sort of think this is sort of like a 9-11. I think it's sort of like a, I think it's sort of like a, uh, what? Oh, in Oklahoma City? I think it's, you know, of the most here, I think it is more like a Trader Glenn Miller moment to where, <laughs> hey, you know, well, Trader Glenn Miller moment to where they knew, they knew these two brothers, one of them had already been convicted of causing some sort of extremist, you know, trouble. And they knew the cocksucker went down to what Yemen, and he came back. I mean, why in the world? Why in the world? Hey, you know, hey, look, you know, look, Algerian motherfucker, you went to Yemen, stay in Yemen. You're not allowed back on France. We'll go ahead and put you on the, you know, the same flight, the same flight back to fucking Yemen. You know what I mean? And you know, take your whole family with. Back to Yemen or Algeria or whatever here. But essentially, they let him come in, and I, I suspect, I suspect, and probably the mamey shit, you know, Tars are going to go ahead and agree with me, is that this is, it sounds like another Trader Glenn Miller false front altogether. To where, yeah. or, hey, they knew, this, they knew this character. You know, he didn't lack for some AK-47. You know, they don't lack. You know, I mean, they don't allow. They don't allow ordinary white people to have. You know, in France, what few white people are left in France. I mean, I'm looking at the crowd, and I'm seeing. I'm seeing even more Mansers than there were in Newtown, Connecticut. I'm seeing. I'm seeing where I. I wouldn't call 25 percent of the population that I see in France by the millions. I wouldn't say that even 25 percent of them are white. You know, white Frenchmen, if there's any of them left here. You know, yeah. I mean, right. I mean, you you go, you go look, you go look at a crowd of Wiggers, you know, especially back east and say Newtown, Connecticut. You, you know, I, I say about a third of them are probably relatively pure-blooded Wiggers, you know, sort of like Russ Walker. But you know, regardless of what they are here, about a third of them look like they're white here. You you go look at a crowd, you see. You see more and more and more non-whites here who are pretending to be whites here, or thinking that they're whites, but they're not. And over in France, I would say it's even it's even worse than back east the United States here. It's what only a quarter percent, and they're going to whip up. They're going to whip up these you know these frogs to do what? What are they going to do? I mean, who who are who are these millions? You know, who's this million frog march supposed to you know up you know, supposed to appease? Are they supposed to appease to the leaders saying, please don't bring any more of these animals into the country, or they go ahead begging these animals, please don't kill us, you know, so much. We believe in free speech. We are Charlie or whatever. I mean, it's just simply. Well, it's just simply uh, yeah, I, I wanted to. To say that, you know, you mentioned earlier about that uh, the, uh, you know, this, the, the, the really only positive thing about this tragedy happening is, is the glorious. Uh, the only positive thing is the glory uh, that we give to Yahweh that we understand it, it, it's the total ending of, of everything that the Jew, the, the satanic seed have put together, and all of, the, all of that conditioning that goes along with all of Jewmanism, and that's the only positive action there is. 
Uh, and it's, it is death. And we rejoice in this. This is, we, we, we die to all, this, all these lies. And it's a daily thing. And you have to have great skepticism. You, meant, you mentioned critical, to be critical. What was that word you used, Martin? Critical. I've used a lot of words here. Uh, critical yeah, so, thinking, critical, uh, critical, whatever. I, I don't. I well, don't well, well, well. Questioning. Hypocritical. Well, you have to have tremendous skepticism in in the uh, in the in the uh, the faith. It has nothing to do with uh, being bitter and upset and and uh, reacting to the mess, but coming out of it and seeing it clearly for what it is. And that that's very positive. And uh, nobody wants to, uh, not very few, well, probably only those who Yahweh turns on, want to see what's actually happening without stupid opinions and, you know, belonging to a group. Uh, you have to stand. You have to stand. And... Uh, and it requires all of your energy and your your heart, not sympathy. You know, you know what sympathy is, right? Well, let me see. Uh, sympathy is sympathy or sorry, like they say, sorry is midway between, uh, you know, between. Uh, let's see. I, I, I heard, I heard it somewhere between. Uh, I'm not quite sure what we're going to say here is that I've heard that sorry is somewhere between shit and syphilis. Yeah, it it just brings more violence, that's all. Because what it does is it it plays on the the, uh, emotional strings and where's where's the intelligence that, where's where's the compassion for our other, you know, brothers and sisters, are the white sons and daughters of Yahweh in the world, you know? They want us to look to all these whatnot. Okay, uh, but, whatnot. but Bruce, Bruce, right? Bruce, uh, Bruce, could you put the microphone or the phone a little bit further away from the route? Oh, I'm sorry. No problem. I, I got this new Bluetooth thing, you know, I picked up today. I no didn't problem. realize it was so clear. Well, but, you're having a little bit of feedback from it, so. But having having sympathy for uh, flesh, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. Well, not exactly. having sympathy not, for not 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 exactly, but what, well, what you have? What you, what you have? What you, huh? what you have? What you have, I'm I'm looking over on BNNF here. It looks like Rabbi mm. Linder has given up posting anything for the last month on, uh, you know, on AlexLinder.com. Uh, right mm. now you have pulled Charlie Hebdo attacking the Sun Link. Uh, they're talking about that over on BNN. I don't know what they're accomplishing by that. Uh, pretty much, pretty much throughout, you know, throughout white nationalism or throughout. CI dentistry. There's nothing. There's really nothing there to, uh, you know, to actually. It's sort of like, like we say, pushing on string here. 
there's nothing there's nothing there to react or nothing to really use as a lever. You know, now in the case of the Federal Reserve, I mean essentially all they got is just a bunch of funny money or actually not money at all, just simply what they claim. There's there's no ability to pay back pay back these bogus loans that they got out. Uh you know, no, no, all, it just seems like it, it's all just working on nothing here. So I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, you know, pretty well. I'm looking at these news channels here. I mean, what I what I see is, you know, sort sort of like on this, uh, you know, on this other thing. You know, of all the, of all the things that I've seen here. It reminds me most of Trader Glenn Miller's little escapade last April to where Trader Glenn Miller doesn't even actually go into the nursing home and shoot some worn-out old kikes here in Kikasen. He is essentially, I believe, told, you know, told he, uh, you know, told he can go ahead and gun whatever he finds down out the parking lot, and if he's asking if they're Jews, if they had said yes, we are we're, yes, we're a Jew. He would not shot them. He was looking to shoot whatever wasn't a Jew. That's why he's asking, "Are you a Jew? Are you a Jew?" And they take it as if, well, he's looking to gun down Jews. No, Trader Glenn Miller is looking not to gun down any Jews here. He is he is being set and it's being arranged that when the time comes, he's going to drop his gun rather than die in a hail of pig life bullets. He's going to give down his gun, and essentially he guns down an old Whigger and his 14-year-old grandson and some sort of man, you know, anglo mestizus uh, who's there to visit her Sicilian mother. She might be part Jew. I don't know. But essentially this, this Charlie Hebdo reminds me, of, if nothing less, of nothing less than Trader Glenn Miller's little uh, to do here and you have this you have this cork eyed Mamsris who's married to this nigger or girlfriend to this nigger she managed to somehow get aboard a plane and go to Istanbul and I guess get away and get onto a plane to Syria and then you know and then go in. So I sort of think that this ISIS is nothing more than the arrangement to overturn Aside because the Jews wanted to do it, and now this, you know, this anti-Syria rebel, rebel stuff is now ISIS here. Sort of like Al Qaeda was the CIA was the CIA. I call him Osama bin subcontractor. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. it's, it's to whip up the Whiggers. It's to whip up the Whiggers to where they will essentially spend their blood and treasure all over the place. And some of the generals are beginning to realize, well, guess what? We lost the war. I think every I think everybody in America is realizing we won the war here. I, I'm listening to I go on this cable news and I hear old dumbass Trace Aikens here. He has a wonderful deep voice. He's talking about saving wounded warriors. And that reminds me of a couple of years ago. I go outside the Sam's and here's some wigress asking me to give money to this Wounded Warriors Project. I said, well, you know, why isn't the government paying for these people who got their arms and legs and dicks and nuts shot off? I mean, why, are they, why isn't Zog paying for 
this war that they started. You know what I mean? What you know, why why are ordinary wiggers supposed to go ahead and pay for somebody who became a hireling of Dog Babylon and it didn't quite work out the way they wanted it to? Well, that's because Hollywood, the government, and the corporations are all the same entity. It's all, all, they're all in bed. You know, the devils are all fed together. And uh, I, I'm surprised. I even see government organizations asking for donations. And I mean, that's telling you right there they're not, you know, they're fake. All, all kinds of that. Well, but, you know, they they can set up a side, Martin. And then pretend to topple Assad, right? I mean, that's the kind of well, no, deception. I know, no, Assad, Assad essentially hasn't, you know, he hasn't simply backed down. What he's does, he's just simply, he's just simply shot up these rebels against him, who the Jews and Zog and Saudi Arabia were paying for. He, he yeah. went and essentially he held fast, and now. They are being run out of Syria. They're being, you know, they might call themselves Islam, you know, Islamic State in Syria and Iraq, you know. But what what, mm. what it boils down to is that hey, they are not allowed to essentially. They're not they're not allowed to, you know, cause trouble in Syria. They're causing trouble in Iraq. Well, they. I mean, they I mean, a lot of this. A lot of this is very much a Zog false front here, sort of like, you know, sort of like <laughs> Brian Rio, sort of like your know, Rabbi Fink, sort of like Eli James, sort of like Jeremy Visser, sort of like all these characters. You go oh, and look, business. and it's it's based it's based on nothing but foolishness. Show business. Yep, there's no show business like show business <laughs> like no. That's how they that's how they look at it. They look at it as a game, you know. They're not serious. Well, I'm I'm looking I'm looking. Uh Wendy Wendy is fighting is fighting the Andre the Nigger crowd here. You know, doing oh. her best here. I think I think it's more like a uh from what I gather Wendy and R J Livegood were kicked out of main Grissom you know, Grissom blog, Mamie shit. And what they do is that they they do a better job than they do a better job than uh, I do of keeping track of uh, the latest card casts here. You know, old Carolyn Yenta seems to have uh, simply gone down for the call, count. You have old Codney. He's still bitching that old uh, the Yenta skank called his wife an engine. You know what I mean? So, oh. uh, well, you don't, Codney, do, you, don't, you don't do things that hurt smart, people. The smartest, thing, the smartest thing that old Rodney Mark could do is not have a CI dentist show at all. Not with oh. any liars, not with anybody else. And pretty much if he if he would expel whoever wants to pretend to be a CI dentist, you know, at all. Don't don't even have a CI dentist show. Uh old uh, old uh, what? Milton Munster Don Black figured as much here. Uh a CI you know a CI dentist here, we just can't get along with anybody. You know what I mean? You know, at oh. all. You know, yeah. So, so the easiest way to have peace is to simply cut out, cut out the CI dentistry, and let the CI dentists, you know, fight it out as best they can. You know, yeah, we reckon ourselves. We, we reckon our flesh dead to the 
rudiments and elements of the world, you know. Reckon yourselves dead. That means it ended. It's ended. You don't get involved in it, right? Well, I like that. I mean, I like you, don't go, you don't go jump in a septic tank and splash around, right? Well, no, I would I, I would I would advise against it. <laughs> I I uh I uh you know, I what what I'll do here is I'll try to get in. I'll try to get in before old Melissa, you know, the old Melissa the uh, Craigslist skank, you know, Mamser skank here with the probably she has a bigger clitoris than old Fink has a uh you know, Fink has a foreskin, but in case before the uh, before the Fink Lashini and the uh, the Melissa can come in, uh, you usually have say Eunuch, and sometimes you have Tattered Flag and uh, Carb Hunter, and they'll they'll be on, and I'll log off before log in, and you'll end up having well, sometimes you have Long Island Brian, and you uh, you'll have a few other of the Finkites on there, and I'll just go ahead and just flip up them like I did Eli James with old, uh, with old, uh, what, what was her name? Uh, Rebecca Mace, a.k.a. Rebecca O'Malley. And I'll just go ahead and whip up on the Mamsers, and they're just sitting, they're just, they're just taking the beating I'm giving them here. And then Fink comes in, he immediately, he immediately goes ahead and blocks everybody. You know, and that's, you know, that's the, uh, you know, that's the uh, hilarious. That's the hilarious stuff here. I mean, you got you got laughs that think is pretty much incoherent. Same way, same way with Russ Walker and the rest of these tards here. Uh, you know, they they want to quote Ephraim Scepter and they want to ignore entire chapters of the Bible concerning Christ's ideology. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and they they want to. Uh... You know, I don't know what they want. They, uh, they're they're just out for themselves, you know. So, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Carb Hardy says I try to win, wrap my face apart, they reject me. What, what's hilarious is that oh, this weekend or maybe it was last weekend. Here's Tatter's flag says, oh please, Bill. Oh, please, I'm trying to get along with you here. Please don't mute me an old fake just because they had to use them anyway. You know what I mean? Tanner Flag was trying to make buddy buddies with fake here. Fake is not having any of it here. That G-boy is going to treat him like he's in Puerto Rican. <laughs> On the chat here. So, uh, in any case, uh, I, 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 was, I was listening. I was listening. Uh, I was pretty well reading some stuff on my Kindle. But I had the, uh, but I had Dewey's, I had Dewey's uh, chat room, I had Dewey's program on yesterday, and heck, Dewey had dang near a five-hour show last night, you know, yesterday, didn't he? Oh yes, uh huh. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I see. I I do not get on. I don't get on Dewey's show because I don't agree with Dewey. Uh, but I but I really like Dewey. Uh, I don't think Dewey doesn't beat you up over that, you know. No, he don't. I mean, there's there's no point to it here. Dewey called, Dewey called, and pretty well he made this point that Paul was an apostle. Now, I still think that Paul was an apostle to the Gentiles. I think that after Christ's death here, why you have the days of Pentecost and they spoke in tongues and part of the tongues they spoke in was Greek and Latin and Parthian and 
they were going to all the scattered tribes of Israel. And you know, the vast majority, of cert- certainly in Asia Minor and in Greece, were the Greeks. And yeah. they, you know, a lot of them had Israelite blood in them. So Paul went to them, and they decided oh. to expand Christ's church because here they are. They have the miracle of having of having tongues here. And as they look at, well, if we're not supposed to, if we're not supposed to go to these Israelite, you know, these Greek Israelites, then why are we being given the tongue, you know, the tongue to speak in Greek? You know, it made sense to them. So Christ's brother and the, you know, the other apostles, they said, hey, guess what here? You know, let Paul, who is learned in the law, although regrettably has a good deal of Phariseeism, in a, in, why don't he? Why don't he go to these Greeks? And that's what Paul did. And you can read in Second Peter that Peter was fine with you know, with Paul. He called him a brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you know, I you know, I you know, I've, I've come to where essentially I'm to where I was the first here. I just simply asked the question: Are you an Israelite or are you a Gentile? Well, who's, your favorite, who's your favorite apostle? My favorite apostle? I don't know yeah. if I have a favorite apostle. Probably I, not. Probably I would not. Say, I, I would say Yahweh Shua, Yahweh Shua Christ is my favorite. He's a great apostle. Well, okay, but he you know, he was an apostle here. He was. Oh, yes, he was. He was a disciple. Okay. He, he, so he, 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 he learned. And a, he learned his obedience through the things which he suffered. He learned obedience through the things which he suffered. He was definitely an apostle. But he's but a great Dewey, apostle. But Dewey, Dewey, um, Bruce, Dewey. This is Bruce. He can't be. He can't be. He can't be. You know, I mean, I know Dewey believes that he was reincarnated Adam. No, the no. Problem I don't is, the problem of it is, the problem of it is, though, is that Christ, by definition, needs to be our Messiah. He he must be without sin. He must be without blemish, and therefore, it's not a matter of him learning. It's a matter of him doing what he is sent to do, which is to die for the sins of the house of Israel. Okay, he can't. He can't become. He can't become perfect any more than Yahweh can quote become perfect, because you know essentially, Christ is well the incarnated. An incarnated God who has a fleshly, you know, fleshly body here. I disagree with Dewey in that I don't believe that he's Adam, reincarnated, who is doing his thing to become made perfect. You know, I, I think Dewey reads too much into. Well, I wasn't talking about Dewey. I was talking about the Book of Hebrews speaks about about Jesus Christ being the, our great apostle. And the Word of okay. God can't well, be argued. You know, I'm not arguing that's with fine. you. or I'm just saying with the Word of God, you know, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about all right, all right. being a great I, apostle. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I just don't usually think of Christ being an apostle. I think I, I, Christ I know. We, but not being an apostle. I mean, yeah. I think of him being the Messiah, and therefore don't think of him as being an apostle, because then the question is, Apostle to who? Who is greater than Jesus Christ? Well, he was meek and lowly in heart. He he wasn't he wasn't uh, 
boasting about himself. He's boasting about the Father all the well, time. Well, yes, but you know, he asked he asked Peter, "Who do people say I am?" And Peter says, "Well, you're you're the Messiah. You're the Son of God." And then Christ says, "Upon this rock, you know, yeah. Peter, or little pebble, will yeah. my church be built?" I mean, essentially, the rock is that Christ is the Messiah and the Son of God. Oh, yes, sir. Well, I'm just saying, you know, you know, all of what we've projected, um, uh, uh, what what man has projected God and 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 Jesus Christ to be, uh, I, I would I would deny that and rather go by what the Word says. And, okay. Um, because I, I I think only Yahweh's Spirit knows the things of Yahweh, not you know, and whom He wants to reveal them to. So it's not like I'm, you know, we're not. I don't, I don't see you as one that would get in a wrestling match, match with with flesh and blood. You're not interested oh, I, in that. I've gotten, I've gotten into some wrestling matches before, <laughs> but not. But I mean, but I mean, not, <laughs> not, not, not just beating around words, right? Or just for an argument. Well, no, I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's some things with Dewey I'm not going to agree with. There, there, you know, there's no, I'm not going to agree with Dewey. That's why I don't call to his show to argue with him here. Old Ross yeah. Walker, old Ross Walker, he sent an email. I'm not going to show your show, Dewey, because you're a bully. Well, I mean, you know, maybe, you know, more than likely, Russ, you know, Russ Walker came in. He wanted to spread his tarred shit. Dewey didn't have much. You know, didn't have much uh, use for that here. He ridiculed. But, you know, Dewey told me is that, hey, Russ Walker didn't call in. Russ Walker was telling the stupid retard crap here. And Dewey looked after, you know, looked at, you know, loaded up chat grabber and seen what Russ was talking about. He figured out Russ was lying. You know what I mean? Russ was making an ass calling and stuff. And so he pretty well just, you know, chewed ass on old Russ for, Yo, I show her so later here. Now Russ is why like a pussy. I ain't gonna get on your show. You know, I mean, hey, I, you know, I mean, I wouldn't mind the least here if old Rabbi Fake had me on the show. I'd be really uh-huh. killing the crap out of Fake here. Now I don't really really kill Eli or James too much because Eli, even though more dangerous because he's smarter, uh, is talking about Atlantis. Well, hey. Uh, I don't really have I don't really have a CI dentist uh, <laughs> you know stance on Atlantis because if it occurred at 10,000 BC. What does that have to do with Adam? What does that have to do with anything? You know, I mean, Eli, if you want to talk about saber tooth meerkats uh, with you know with six inches of uncircumcised meerkat pecker. Uh, 10,000 B.C., that's fine with me, Eli. Oh. If you want to talk about Nibiru, you want to talk about how uh, Mayans are beardless Israelites, you want yeah. to talk about how the world's going to end on December 12, 2012, although he's not talking about that anymore. So Let me see. It's been about oh, oh, a little bit over two years since December 12, 2012. <laughs> anyway, well, <laughs> And that was the Jews always promote as fictitious theories, right? Well, on, on, Bab- not on nothing. Jews, not only Jews, but all matter of well, they they come from crazy shit here. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, communist I mean, theories. I mean, Bruce, 
I mean, Bruce, do uh, you, you know, I, I, I've, I've sort of, you know, I've sort of been thinking, and I sort of think is that uh, this Charlie Hebdo is about as genuine as Trader Glenn Miller Doe. How's that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, but 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 then the question the question is is that what of it? I mean, Dog Babylon. What's Dog Babylon going to do? Is it going to get in a war in Yemen? Is it going to get into a war in Saudi Arabia? Is it going to get into a war in what? You know, Algeria. Is it? Yeah. I well. mean, I mean that's that's what that's what you have a problem is is that when you have a whole bunch, you have a whole bunch of ragheads and they're allowed to come into your country. And then they somehow get AK-47s and they go ahead and shoot pigs. I mean, what are you supposed to do? I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if the frogs were to go ahead and gun down, gun down a bunch of ragheads. But the problem of it is, is that if the ragheads are about 25% of the population, and then about 50% or better of the population is a bunch of mongrels, what the hell are the frogs supposed to do about that shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, like like you say, you know, the Muslimism is to man like what ra- uh, rabbi- rabies is to well, a rabies, dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Bob, that's what Winston Churchill said. He said, you know, he said somewhere, you know, he said that Islam, Islam is a man like rabies is in a dog. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's that's about the size of it here, you know. But but on the other hand. You know, here they were. Here they were, old Mohammed. Mohammed. You know, they make a big deal about being a pedophile or something like that. Here, he probably was. He probably he probably was diddling. He was probably diddling like Peter's and Bigger's theory. He was probably diddling his what, his nine-year-old niece or something like that. But you know, hey, it's it's sort of like it's sort of like my little black puppy dog here. I mean, he comes from. He comes from a he comes from a long line of Mongol dogs that practice sodomy here, you know. I mean, uh, fat ass old Jane used to, you know, used to sit on the porch of another one of, you know, Roxy's fat friends and look, look at, uh, you know, old Belzy pup or poopy dog buddy the poopy dog's older litter mate sodomize a yellow tomcat, you know what I mean? And Jen, just go ahead and look at it here. I guess she'd enjoy it. I don't know. Maybe she enjoyed the sight here. But, you know, hey, my own little puppy dog, he was, you know, about six months ago, he got, he pulled a door dash on me, you know, in the early a.m. while I was taking the trash out. And, you know, little bastard just ran through my legs. And he ran, you know, he knows I want him to come back. But, you know, I, I do believe that man has free will just like I believe my little black puppy dog has free will. He goes against the will of daddy. You know what I mean? So here he is. He ran up to old Roxy's nephew Skeeter's little black minipen, which is sort of like a, you know, colored like a little miniature Doberman here. But that little sucker was only about 15 pounds. And here was Belzy Pup. You know, he's been denuded, and so is the little minipen. They've both been denuded, but old Belzy Pup is sodomizing him, you know. And essentially, they sort of get hung up, and I have to jiggle old, you know, pick up old Belzy Pup by the tail and jiggle him loose here. And say, you little black bastard, they exactly sodomy when you mongrel dogs are going at it here. You know, it's not really bestiality when you mongrel dogs are doing it. You know what I mean? Well, so animals, I guess animals, when they smell that menstruation, 
or you know the there blood no of a female, they just go crazy. No, no, no. This was a, this was a female dog. This was another castrated male dog here. I mean, oh. essentially, my little puppy dog is oh. actually dogs out of me here. So essentially, I said, well, I ain't really bestiality with beast to it here. So that's that's you know when you're in the nut house here, usually the beaners. You know, the beaners, you know, commit two major crimes. One is, you know, essentially they like driving without insurance here. You know, that, that, they're even big, that's even big. But essentially, you know, to a beaner, to a beaner, it don't really care. It don't even have to have hair on pussy here. They're like the Cucaracha people. They, they really go in for molesting their daughters and nieces and Nephews, I mean, they, you know, I mean, essentially, they're just like my little puppy dog here. They're into dog perversion. You know what I mean? Because they're dog people, and you know, yeah. you, you, see the, you see these, you know, critters in that house. They're just a bunch of, they're just a bunch of, you know, critters like that. So here is the Prophet Muhammad. You know, you have figures bitching, bitching that he married his nine-year-old niece or whatever, and you know, diddler or whatever here, but. No shit, that's what niggers and beaners do here. You know, you you can't really you can't really put white man's law to essentially these animals. You can't expect them to act according you know, to us here. And they don't. They don't Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a waste of time. You know, the, Yeah, you can't you can't you, you can't play a piano on a ukulele, right? Well, yeah. And uh you know, pretty well you can't expect you can't expect white behavior from from animals or some animals. Sure. You, know, you, you can't here. So you you know, you I mean I'm I'm looking I'm looking usually I don't see I don't see you know, I don't see, you know, these frogs here. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know I, I have I haven't been to Paris, France for over thirty years. I, I you know, it was in October of 1982, I took a URL pass here, and essentially, uh, you know, I did the tourist, and you had, you know, it's sort of like, it's sort of like being in a, in, in a major city today here. You have, mm. you know, you have some frogs here, but, you know, I, I'm looking, I'm looking at the, you know, the Mamser in the Street interview, and, I, you know, I mean, it looks like two-thirds of them are cork-eyed Mamsers here, you know, sure. not just the yeah. obvious niggers here. I mean, these so-called white French here ain't white. You know what I mean? Well, it's anywhere you go in the big cities, too. Well, yeah, but this is in Paris, France here. You would think there'd be a bunch of French there. And there are a few, you know, know, what I would call white French, but, you know, there's there's even less, you know, white people in Paris, France as a percentage than there is in, say, Newtown, Connecticut. Oh you know sure, I mean? yeah. Sure. I mean, there's more and more and more Mansers. That's all it is. That's all. Well, it I, is. I, I think if if all there was in this world were Mansers and whatnot, I, uh, uh, the Jews would find themselves uh, probably in uh, their paradise, right? Well, not for long, but they, they have they have all they have all sorts of characters here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they, they, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at VNN, and uh, they're yapping about, they're yapping about a number of things here. In case they have a, you know, a false flag operation, I think that they're beginning to 
I think they're beginning to figure out. But, you know, VNN, they don't see, they don't see Trader Glenn Miller's. They don't see Trader Glenn Miller's little pathetic, you know, pathetic gutting down of, you know, uh, three critters in the parking lot of a Jew uh, center here. They don't view his as Oswald's front here. <laughs> okay, here. So you have Vanguard News Network, you know, News Mob. They're trying to say is that, uh, hey. Okay. Well, you somebody tries to. Somebody tries to promote violence or doing something about what's going on. Uh, right away, you got to discern whether they're in the spirit or in the flesh, right? Or somewhat not. You know, you just—it's just discerning the spirit. Just discern the spirit. And Yahweh brings that to us, His children, right? Well, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, Bruce, I want to go ahead and take another break. And do you want to take another break? Oh, sure. I feel like taking another break. So I am definitely going to take another break. Uh, You know, pretty well, I wanted to, I think we pretty well talked about, is there anything more you want to talk about, Dewey, in the next uh, segment or, or, you know? I'm not really looking at Dewey or me or you. I'm, I'm looking at her father, what he's doing, right? <clears throat> I guess. I guess here. Uh, he's the one working in us. That's, that's one thing that gets, that's one thing that gets me is that you have so many people who call in and listen in you know, to Dewey's show. Uh, you know, you'll have about Oh, you'll have a higher proportion of call-ins, huh? you know, than any other show on TalkShoe, on Dewey's show. You really do. That's one thing that struck me here. Of course, on this show, you have a higher proportion of Nimbuster Tards here. Uh, I look at Dembski on his Facebook page, and he was, he was, oh, we need old news type to come back. And maybe so, maybe not here. In any case, folks, I'm going to take another break, and we will be back in about four or five minutes. Hail victory.
Just a dog. There was some dork named Hal who thought the Fimbies were his pal. So he went ahead and made a deal to stand. But he threatened Judge of Three, a jury slapped old Hal Fifi. That was going to be my dick's wigger bed. I'll fuck you up. Yes, I'll go fuck you up. If you don't obey the dirty juice commands. So I'll fuck you up. Yes, I'll go fuck you up. So you best be a rebeller while you can. Nine years ago, a rat named Glenn ran his comrades over again. So they've never made back full of Zog Box. Now they don't, we don't love the clock, picture sickles and cocksuck. They tell lots of me, my name is VNN. Dog fuck you up. Yes, I'll go fuck you up. If you don't obey the dirty juice command. Dog fuck you up. Yes, I'll go fuck you up. So you best be a rebeller while you can. Please don't know about me, Visser. A goofless, little pisser. Who was going after mouth with lion ride? A mom's nuddingly molester, a pistol for Boston Chester. Not a single one of them was very bright. Dog, 
while. Yes, dog will fuck you up. If you don't obey the attorneys, you command. So fuck you up. Yes, dog will fuck you up. So you best be a rebeller while you can. Okay, I'm back. I'm hoping that Mona Montgomery will call in or something like that here. Although it's what? It's only not quite 11 o'clock where she's at here. I'm in the central time zone, Long Island, Brian. Uh, heck, it must be what? Oh, 1.53, dang near 2 o'clock in the morning. What is it around frog time? It's either you know, six hours or seven hours. Now, in Germany, while stationed at, it was seven hours difference between uh, you know, between uh, where, well, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe it was a six hours difference here. Shoot, it's what? Oh, in London is what? It's dang near one o'clock. It'd be dang near seven o'clock in Frogland, something like that here. 7.51 a.m. here. Well, uh <laughs> You know, it's yeah, it's different there here. Do you, did you have think Sogbucks removed? No, I didn't. I didn't uh, look, folks. I am not interested in censoring Brian Rio, although he doesn't have anything really to say here. He's just simply a idiot mongrel. Think uh, I'm not interested in censoring Think. Not interested in censoring uh, what Meerkat Mark Downey. I'm not the one. I'm not the one who censors. But by the way, I I did notice that Zogbots.org, all the Zogbots are over on Hostgator, which is now, you know, which has been now for about two years, a uh, Jew-run site here, just same as Bluehost and uh, whatever. I was just sort of thinking, is it shoot Zogbots? You know, Zogbots could be removed quite easily from Zogbots could be removed quite easily from Hostgator. Gator. Fink was flying like a pussy about, what, three years ago? Hostgator went and essentially said they didn't really want them here. Hostgator used to be a good place to, uh, you know, have a web page. But, you know, hey, they they became pro-Jew and anti-racist here. Uh, well, it's funny, it's oneandone.com. I got on one one dot com after Brian Rio was about to get me kicked off of Hostgator, or no, I'm sorry, Host Monster, which is now the same company that owns Hostgator. And uh, the very first time they struck was in March 2010 when Mike the Kike Delaney and Brian Rio got me kicked off. You know, PastorLipson.org took down my forum and took down my blog. And I keep on looking to see if I can't find the. Uh, find the uh, original database. I think I saved the databases from both my forum and my blog here. But the original org was removed by Brian Rio and you know, Mike Delaney. This is before I found out that Swordmanser was Brian Rio. found out Swordmanser was Brian Rio on October 29th, 2010. It's been what? Oh, a little bit over four years. By the way, by the way, uh, this Matthew J. Whitworth has sent Brian Rio 
essentially he's supposed to call me up and schedule schedule uh, a uh, Rule 26F meeting. And then Rule 16, whatever, I don't think Brian Rio is smart enough to do it by himself here. Okay? Okay, well, let's see here. We have always... Okay, well, that's good. Uh, Long Island, Brian, uh, you know, hey, if you want to clear if you want to clear anything up here, you can call in tonight here. No hell, Mona Montgomery can call in. Uh, I like Bruce Gorman, uh, but a lot of times he keeps on making what should be a statement into a question here, and I don't think he, I think he, you know, now I, I like I like Bruce here, but you know, and now I, I do like Bruce here, but sometimes he doesn't really, he he, he wants to think what he's doing here, and he doesn't really think things through here. So in any case here, I, uh, well, same way with Russ Walker here. I mean, Russ Walker wouldn't always agree with me. He'd have his notions here. Russ will come in here. He's fighting with his Greek-Mongol woman as well. Uh, she's, she, you know, she's, uh, you know, Russ is doing the same thing he did this time last year, rubbing in that he went to prison for income tax invasion. And she got mad. She revealed that Russell Walker's mother was a pure-blood Sicilian, uh, which are, well, essentially mainly mamsers here. They, they have a bunch of white blood in them, too, here, though. But uh, I guess Russ favors the white ones here. But, you know, mentally, he's a mongrel here. Like Dewey said, he's the most undisciplined character here who's an engineer, supposedly an engineer. Yeah, I've, I've seen his work as a, quote, lawyer. He went to law school. I mean, Russ is just totally, Russ is just totally has no idea what he's doing. Try to talk to him, try to talk to him about the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. They say, hey, this is a federal law. The original court of jurisdiction is the United States District Court. And Russ can't seem to realize that any more than he can realize whatever nonsense he's running around preaching a CI dentistry here. So, where am I at here? Never talked to anything. Oh, you know, Long Island, Brian, that's fine to me here. You have European Godzilla who was in earlier, and that, you know, I, 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 think he's, uh, I think he's one of them whatnots here, Mamsers here in uh, Europe here, so like Ben Bagsy Shanks. Uh, they have all sorts of ideas here, but, but folks, this really is this really is open lines every night here. Not just claiming to be open lines, not being scared. I don't want to take that call. It's just a troll. He's going to prove himself a Jew. No, Fink is a Jew because Fink is a Jew, not because Fink is a troll or Fink does whatever. I mean, Fink doesn't really understand anything about Christian Day, but he's going to go ahead and come up with some new stuff and. I remember when was it in March 2011? Yeah, my Calamore, my would not print any of Fink's nonsense. Artisan Publishing out of what Broken Bow or Muskogee, Oklahoma would not print any of Fink's nonsense. 
Nobody prints it, you know, nobody really wants to print any of Fink's nonsense except, well, for Zog. Yeah, Fink doesn't seem to have an idea of how he translated the New Testament. He didn't. At all. Fink is simply put a Jew. That's all Fink will ever be. Okay? So, let's see here. I'm about to go ahead and see Meet the Uden Press here. It's about to go on MSNBC, Meet the Uden Press. And we're going to hear a lot about, well, Muslims and terror in Paris. Terror in Paris. Do, 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 do. Why do you commit these atrocities? I'm looking at some character who's supposed to be a friend. I mean, hell, he has, you know, Eric Holder is why you're colorizing this, you know, this Mamzer Yap Ness here. You, you have, you, you, what you're seeing is you're just simply, Paris is just a, you know, essentially nothing more, it seems, than a city of mongrels who believe different things. The Wigger mongrels, uh, you know, the Wigger mongrels, they don't, you know, you know, they used to be supposedly Catholic or whatever. They're not really anything at all. They don't believe in anything. And then the, uh, what, Muslim mongrels? Why, they believe in Islam. Now, what the hell is the point of that? Marty's dead addiction here. <laughs> okay. Well, I would like I would like to. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to get on the Rachel Mad you know Mad South show here. Okay, it looks like Bruce is back here. Hello, Bruce. You back? Yes, sir. I, I got. Oh, okay. You got bumped. All right. Well, you know, I'm got looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at Meet the Uden Press. Here. I was hoping that Mona, you know, Mona would call in, but maybe she just. Uh, maybe she just simply wants to kick back here. I, you know, I really, I, I do enjoy having Dewey on, even though I, you know, I mean, and he is pretty well stuck to uh, where we can agree on. I, I do believe that Paul belongs in the Bible. Uh, what, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the hell to ask you here. Anyway, uh, anything else going on here? Why are you heading to Florida to with a load or something like? You heading down what to Miami with a load? Uh, no, I'm down at Weston. Hmm. That was my grandfather's name, Weston, uh, Weston, Florida, right in Miami area. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so how many miles is that from? How many miles is that from Jacksonville? Uh. Three hundred fifty. Three hundred fifty. Yeah. Florida, Florida is just like a huge. It's just sort of like a huge peninsula that sits out. Uh, how wide across is Florida most of the time? It's about the same. What one hundred fifty two hundred miles across? Um. Yeah, about uh, one hundred fifty two hundred miles. That's about well, hundred to one hundred seventy five, maybe most of it across. You know, side to side. 
Well, it's it's fairly it's fairly a long trip to Miami. You know, I've never been to Key West or any places like that here with a truck. Uh, but you, uh, oh, I I've been to St. Augustine. That's where my sister lives now. And you say it's about what fifty seventy five miles uh, east of you or something. Uh, south, yeah, south of uh, Jacksonville, uh, St. Augustine's about. Jacksonville, uh, I think. I think Jacksonville has a football team or something, don't it? <clears throat> I don't pay attention. They, they call I call them the Fagwires. They're, they're the Jaguars. I call them the Fagwires. All those uh, sports, I don't pay any attention to all that. Well, I don't pay much attention to it either. I know. Uh, I, think they're, I think they're figuring out who's going to be in the Pooper Bowl. I think the Pooper oh. Bowl is next month, ain't it? I don't even pay attention to it. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it is. I, I don't know. I I don't watch TV. Okay. Well, I watch TV. Right now I'm watching Meet the Union Press to where uh, I, I, I just I just wonder what the hell what the hell's the point to it? You just have all these I seen this one I seen this one supposedly fraud journalist and he had darker eyes than Eric Holder. You know who Eric Holder is, don't you? It's oh, the yeah. it's the nigger attorney general. You know, Obongo's nigger. I mean, it's a hell of a deal when you have some fraud journalist with darker with you know darker cork you know cork <laughs> black eyes than uh, you know than uh, you know than the nigger attorney general does here. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Uh, it's probably kind of look like the what they had in the the. Um in the communist uh, system, right? They had a couple. They had to have their token uh, Negroes there. <clears throat> so, yeah. Well, I don't know if they have any token Negroes in in Moscow pig life here, but usually, usually when you when you have the the Muzzies or the Chechens get uppity and they gun down a bunch of hostages or something like that. Why well, then usually the uh the Russians they go and they they go to uh the Chechen town and they level it with artillery or something like that here. <laughs> you know. So in any case, uh yeah, what what what's what what's hilarious is that this ISIS is essentially a Zionist or it's a Zog false front operation. And I'm looking at these. I'm looking at all these. I'm looking at all these pictures of these frogs, and they're all mongrels. You know, there's there's hardly you know. Well, the exception of pigs. The pigs look like wiggers, but you know, I mean, a lot of pigs look like wiggers. But you know, all these frogs, they look like mongrels. They look like uh, mamsers of some sort. So you gotta you gotta wonder uh, what difference does it make. If it occurs in, say, Cairo or Istanbul or Paris or anything like that here, uh, yeah, what difference does it make? Maybe yeah, it's our backyard. I mean, it's you know, it's not far away, right? Hmm. I say it's going on in our own backyard too. That's why. I think, well, that's why I think they get people to get focused on. Uh, other places in the world so that we don't see what's happening right in front of our eyes, right? Well, I, you know, I, what I, what I like doing is when I'm doing the show, it's sort of like, it sort of pays off sort of like in March 
2011 where I, when I'm doing my show and I see, I see this, I see this tidal wave going across Japan and just simply ripping up cars and buildings and, you know, turning them into, you know, they, them, you know, this big old wave hitting, you know, hitting these fields here like a big old mud flood and all that. And, you know, pretty well just see these, see these little Japs in their cars just trying to outrun, trying to outrun the tidal wave and then failing it, bopping it. Well, you see it from a helicopter. You see these Japs in a helicopter, and they're looking at the tidal wave come in. I mean, sometimes yeah. you know, the it's toward the end of the movement turn, and I'm saying, oh, shit, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's called the mother wave, right? That, well, that video, the mother wave over Japan, right? Yeah. Well, this is you know this is you know this is occurring in you know in France here, and as a result of looking with the sound turned off, with the sound turned off, you you look at you look at the audience, you look at the audience. So like this morning, I mean, I've been I've been to Paris. You know, over thirty years ago, and it was a whiter city then. You know, then it was a whiter city then, and now I just look at it, and maybe some of the pigs are sort of look white here, but hey, most of these critters are just simply cork-eyed mamsers here. They're whatnots, like we would call them. And then you're wondering, well, who gives? I mean, you know, why why not? Why not? You see the background. Of, here's old Eric Holder. You see a background of the Eiffel Tower. And I, I've been up on the Eiffel Tower. I, I forget how much it costs. I think it cost four or five bucks even back then to go into and look at the Eiffel Tower. You're looking at Notre Dame. You're looking at all this here. I've been to Notre Dame and all that. But you're looking, you're looking all around you, and but you look at the actual crowd. You know these critters in the crowd. And you know, here is a woman you're wearing, I guess not exactly a burka, but she's wearing she's either a balkanoid critter or she's a muzzy. You know what I mean? And uh you know, you see all these you see all these mamsers in the crowd. And mm-hmm. they are they are you, know, you you go and look here and it's sort of like, well, you know, I don't know. It's sort of like if you took a picture, not quite, but you took a picture of what? Koala Lumpur, you'd see a whole bunch of gooks here. And if you have a picture of Lagos, Nigeria, you see a bunch of diggers. And if you went to Mexico City, you see a whole bunch of beavers here. And pretty well, France is a, quote, white city, but it's not really a white, white city. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, not a white, white city anymore. So you've got to wonder... You know, I mean, really, really, it's just maybe about 10 or 15% difference, like if you took a picture of a crowd and say, it's Istanbul. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Hmm? Yeah. You know, what really impressed me was that I heard somebody say, you know, when a black comes, when a nigger comes to America, they call him an African-American, but can you imagine a a nigger going to China and them called him an African Chinese. I mean, it just doesn't fit, right? Well, no, but then again, I mean, what 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 the what the chinks need with niggers? They got what a billion chinks here. What do they need <laughs> with some niggers? 
right? Yeah, but the, what I'm saying is the the word game, you know, that people are mesmerized and self-hypnotized with about accepting things as, as they are, you know, and going along. Well, most, most people don't accept things as they are. They have all sorts of notions here. They... Yeah. Yeah. You can explain you can explain to them here. It's sort of like, you know, with Russ Walker here. You can, you know, like I could like one time, you know, okay, give you Russ, I'll I'll give you a half hour of my show to explain Ephraim Scepter. And he goes on and on and on and he says, Well, uh Judah has a scepter till Shiloh. I said, When's Shiloh? Oh, when Christ returns and there's eternal peace. I said, Well that hasn't happened yet, now has it? Well no. Okay, so when did when did Jacob Israel, you know, make that blessing? If Abraham lived around 2000 BC, uh, I mean, essentially his, you know, his, uh, you know, his uh, grandson, Jacob Israel, would have lived about oh, it'd been about oh, about 150 years or so later. So this would have been, you know, in what 1800 or so BC, sometime, right? So. You know, so in short, you're saying that Judah has had the scepter, you know, still has the scepter, and uh, he get he got the scepter around 1800 BC. So essentially, Judah has had the scepter for what 3800 years. Well, yeah. yeah. So I said, so why are you claiming that Judah, you know, Judah doesn't have the scepter? Ephraim has the scepter. Why why are you claiming that when you're you're quoting a verse here which says Judah has the scepter, and Russ didn't have an answer to that. He just has, oh, you are, you know, just like when he was arguing with Dewey. I, I don't know if you uh, you listened uh, what Wednesday night, but he, you know, Dewey didn't really notice that till he went looking. You know, he went looking. What, what Dewey does, he records this thing here, and then he runs it through WavePad. He decides how much he's going to keep of that show, mm-hmm. and. Uh, what he does, he, he goes ahead. So he's looking at the talk shoot. He's looking at the talk shoot and figures out that old Russ has been acting like an ass clown and Russ has been lying while accusing other people of lying. Russ is the same thing. Uh, last year, around, Ju- around June, Eli James is yapping. Eli, you know, May or June, Eli James is yapping about Atlantis, 10,000 B.C. So I says, well, if you're going to go ahead and talk about saber-toothed meerkat, you know, living at ten, you know, living around ten thousand BC, I'm gonna go out and do something useful. You know, because you know, the Septuagint says creation or Adamic creation occurred what, fifty four hundred, fifty five hundred BC and the Masoretic test was four thousand BC. So what? You know, if Atlantis was ten thousand BC, it had nothing to do with Adam or Adam's descendants, right? Didn't have anything to do with Cain or the Satanic Jews. Well, so, you want you want you want to yap you want to yap you want to yap about what happened 10,000 BC before there were Adamic Adamic people here of either bloodline. Why you do that here? I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna go out and kill the garden. So essentially, I came back yeah. and I you know see in the chat room that you know here's Russ talking about how he lives amongst the Lumbee Melungeons. <laughs> okay, Lumbees. So then I figure out that guess what? You know, Russ knew this Lumbee Melungeon who went with him at Buddy Tucker's feast day 
days, and Russ got all mad because this, you know, this Lumby Melungeon didn't show me respect or something like that. He was telling Buddy Tucker that if this Lumby Melungeon, among whom he lives real close by, uh, was allowed to attend Buddy Tucker's, he wouldn't attend Buddy Tucker's, you know, Holy Day Festival anymore. So Russ knows these, you know, Russ knows this character. Russ probably lives within 10 miles of this character. What is it? Well, Russ is, you know, Russ, Russ's mother is Sicilian here. Russ runs around to Greece to visit his relatives there, in Sicily to visit the relatives there. I mean, essentially, Russ is a high yellow, is a high yellow nigger of some sort. So, hey, uh, Russ well, runs I, around I, I, and he plays, his ga- he plays his little game. He plays his little games here and he did the same thing with the Mormons. And the Mormons said, screw you. Essentially, don't show up. Don't show up no more. Don't cause any more trouble. And I heard that so-called character, and I say so-called because he doesn't have any character, say one time that he studies the Bible as a hobby. You know? Anybody who studies the Scripture as a hobby tells you something that they don't have any character. He studies, he studies, he studies, he went to law school as a hobby. He studies supposedly engineering as a hobby. He does whatever he does as a hobby. I don't know. He's just some sort of character that has a bunch of money, has a bunch of money, who runs around all over the place here. He's just simply a wandering tard. Where does he give his money? You know what I mean? His, his daughter is a lesbian. I mean, his, his son refuses to have anything to do with him. He he goes to he goes to Logan Hunter's, you know. He goes ahead and he invites himself when he's visiting his lesbian daughter, who will see him, as opposed to the son he won't. And he goes to he invites himself to to Logan Hunter and Logan Hunter's dad, who's a doctor, and pretty well, you know, his dad knows all about Jews, but he doesn't want to fight with them because he wants to enjoy his retirement as a doctor. And uh, old Russ. Well, Russ has nothing better to do than insult, you know, Logan, you know, Logan's dad, you know, call him a pussy for not fighting with the Jews here. And, you know, here, here is, you know, here is Russ who invites himself. You know, I mean, Logan didn't, you know, invite him. He invited himself. He shows up, and Logan told me he wanted to beat Russ's ass. I said, why didn't you then? You know what I mean? Mm. So, I mean... You know, Russ, you're, Russ is a lying tard here. Russ lies. And essentially, here he is. Martin, you're lying. You're a goddamn liar because you're a goddamn liar because, uh, you, know, you know, the Lumbies don't have a reservation. Well, then, you know, look, Russ, why are you saying you went? Why are you saying you went to visit the Lumbies on their damn reservation then for? Which is what? 10, 15 miles down the road here. You know what I mean? Why, why, why? I mean, I'm just simply quoting you, you goofy bastard. <laughs> and Russ, you know, Russ has his little you know, Russ. Russ is dishonest here. You know what I mean? And that's what Dewey said: is that hey, Russ, Russ said a bunch of shit in the chat room, and he, he says Dewey's a liar for quoting Russ. Well, no, Dewey, Dewey doesn't bother lying to anybody. You know, I mean, I disagree with some, you know, well, I disagree about the reincarnation, the no free will, but essentially, you know, Dewey does believe in that, and he has a, you know, he has what he thinks is scriptural evidence for it. I disagree with it, but in any case, 
avoid those who cause uh, contentions among you, right? Well, well, yeah. I mean, in the case of Russ here, you know, in the case of Russ here, Second Peter. I mean, Second Peter could have been talking just about a critter like Russ here. Let's go to Second Peter and see what it says about you know weak-minded individuals here who want to cause shit here. Let me see Second <laughs> Peter. You know, Second Peter. Second uh, Peter chapter. I I don't much care for this. I don't much care for this. Oh, it's Roxy's mother, mother's Bible that she got somewhere. I don't think you know the woman never went to church day in her life here, except maybe to get married. Let me see. You know, but anyway, Second Peter, chapter three. Verse 14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you, may, that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Verse 15. And count that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you. So he's saying that Paul is a beloved brother, that Paul has received wisdom from Yahweh or from Christ. You know, he's written it to you. Verse 16, and also in all his epistles, speaking of them of those things, you know, in which are some things hard to be understood. So Paul, or Peter is saying that Paul is hard to understand. Which they that are unlearned, and unstable rest, you know. So, hey, if you want to talk about unlearned and mentally unstable, I mean, it sounds like he's talking about the you know, equivalent of proto-wrestlers here. Proto- oh. Unlearned and unstable, as they do the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Now, hey, if this is not, if this is not pretty well applied to proto-wrestlers here, I don't know what is here. Unlearned, <laughs> unstable, you know, because Paul is difficult to understand. Now, he's not getting down on those. He's not getting down on those who just simply look at Paul and says, well, I don't understand Paul. I admit I don't understand Paul. And I'm suspicious of those Jew boys like Fink and uh, Elier and uh, a few other tards who quote Paul all the time here. I'm not going to rest. I'm not going to rest. I'm not going to rest with what Paul says. I'm not... You know, you know, unto my own destruction here. But that's what Rusper wants to do here. I mean, if you had to talk about, you know, unlearned and unstable <laughs> who rest with shit they don't understand to their own destruction, well, that seems like Peter is talking to Rusper here. Rusper, uh, when I went over there, I said, shit, that's Rusper to a T. Unlearned, unstable, wrestling, wrestling with scripture that they can't understand here. You know, if you can't understand it, Maybe the best thing to do is sort of like what I do with Daniel. You know, hey, Daniel didn't understand what he was writing. I have problems, and I'm suspicious because I used to listen to the Worldwide Church of God. They used to add up 2,125 years and come up with 1972. Why, in 1972, we're all going to go to Petra. We're all going to go to this. Oh, we're all going to go to the desert of the Transjordanian Desert here and go into these cities with these where these Edomites carved some you know, temples and caves and 
what, 156,000 of us, you know, men, women, children, are supposed to live, I guess, with on manna provided by helicopters here from the Great Tribulation. <laughs> you know, what the hell? But it was because the, you know, because Christ, the Great Tribulation or Christ didn't return in 1972 or whatever, and then they put it off to 1975, and a lot of people said, what the hell? You mean I spent, I spent 30% of my income per year, for, you know, close to 40% some years on Herbert, and uh, hey, I'm not going to make it to Petra, you know, or I don't really want to go to Petra. I just soon stay here. And you have all these characters here. So, <laughs> well, so when you talk about unlearned and unstable tards here, I mean, that is rustler to a T. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it, kind of, it also you know points to ourselves so that we can see how stupid we are to have any opinions of our own that are contrary well, to what Yahweh says, right? I mean, well, it's not a personal but, thing but as Bruce, well. But Bruce, but Bruce, every single one of us is going to have opinions. Every single one of us is going to have different ways of looking at stuff here, right? Well, yeah, I'm just asking, I'm just asking the question if it's to ask well, if it's question, possible not to have any opinions. That's all, you know. Generally, I know what you said. Generally, true. generally, I you know, in the case of Paul, usually the worst the worst quarters of Paul here are using it. You know, it's sort of like with Keith Southworth here. I have caught Keith Southworth going ahead and quoting Paul and then shut, you know, stopping. And, and Baptist ministers are bad about that. They will stop. They will stop right where, essentially, the Paul is going to controvert them. Like, you know, Keith Southworth, oh, we're going to burn, you're going to burn hell. Wherever, wherever, wherever it's just in here. Well, you know, you know, I, I I catch Keith here. I think this is the last chapter. I you know I I was reading in this, and then I read on to the next verse to where the wages of sin are death, not eternal life in the lake of fire. And essentially, I just got I just got tired of Keith's dishonesty. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. If you're going to go ahead and quote Paul, quote all of Paul. Don't just go ahead and quote bits and pieces of it here. Now, what I got out of Second Peter is that hey. It is not that you know. It's not that you. Uh, he's called Paul a brother. He's saying that Paul's. He's saying that Paul's uh, writings here have been given to him. You know, you know, according to the wisdom given unto him. Well, who's been given unto him? Well, according to Peter here, it, it implies that Christ has given you know, Paul this wisdom here. But it says. But it admits that Paul is difficult to understand, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they, you know, but, you know, it just simply says that those who are unlearned and unstable, both unlearned and unstable. Mm-hmm. Now, now it doesn't say that you need to take whatever some character like Bank or Eli James or any other of the Paul preachers, the little new covenant corn holders you are claiming that by faith alone are ye saved, why, hey, you don't have to go ahead and go. You don't have to believe that nonsense here. Well, hey, just, you know, you know, for my case here, the way to avoid most of this is say, well, hey, who's, you know, who's your apostle here? 
are you an Israelite or a Gentile? And it's just easier to not argue Paul with some mamzer or some Jew boy who's pretending to be a pastor. It's just easier not to do that at all. You know what I mean? I yeah. prefer what Christ I prefer what Christ says and Dewey did indeed make the point is that Paul if you dig into Paul why you will you know you will see is that Paul covered all the bases but sort of hard to understand here. I mean I was I was reading to where the laws of stumble block. The law wasn't meant to be obeyed. The law was meant you know, and I'm saying, What the hell? That's contrary to Matthew chapter five. Uh generally I just find it easier just to avoid talking about Paul if at all possible. You know what I mean? That's just the yeah. easiest way to do. You know, I I don't consider myself unlearned. I don't consider myself unstable, although some critters might say that. But uh, hey, uh, you know, listening you're listening to Rabbi Fink, you know, twist you know twist scripture here, twist all sorts of stuff here. Uh, well, you know, really? you have an image of yourself as being, uh, you know, clever or smart or intelligent or, or stupid and dumb and, uh, you know, well, we ourselves that, that we, I'm, you know, come about to. Paul says I can only judge myself to a certain amount. What he's saying is just don't, you know, he, he was talking, he talked a lot about uh, don't, um, any man who thinks himself to be something, when he's nothing, deceives himself. So he he really understood the whole network of man's stinking thinking and the flesh and the whole network of how it works. And uh, well, just crucified. Hey, hey, Bruce, 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 Bruce mm-hmm. move the move the move the phone or the Bluetooth up back a little bit, okay? Oh, I'm so sorry. No problem, no problem. In case uh, you have, you, you know, it, the, the easiest the easiest thing to do, the, the, the best thing to do here is if you don't know what you're talking about, just simply say, I don't know. It's just, it's just easier to be that way. But you not, have all, not just say it, but... Uh, be honest with oneself, right? Well, yeah. You, you can't be honest with others. It's not honest with yourself here. Okay. Uh, no, I. I mean, I. I like Dewey here, but you know, I mean, I do not. I do not agree with. Well, I don't think he likes calling it that, but that's exactly what it is. It's reincarnation, you know, and uh, you know, and no free will here. Well, I, believe, I believe. I believe. Dewey wants I, I believe, to question him. He doesn't want people just agree with him. Well, right? yeah. Well, I'm not. You know, but but on the other hand, I I'm not calling. I'm not calling into Dewey's show because he's going to preach. You know, he's going to go ahead and preach, and I like listening to him. But I, you know, but I'm not agreeing with him. I like listening to him, and I I'm not going to call his show just to simply fight with him over something we're not going to agree with. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? I want to tell you, I don't agree with anything Dewey says. But you know what? The spirit in me, it's a, what, you know, the spirit, it's a spirit that that um, knows. Uh, and uh, witnesses, that testifies to the truth, not 
um, you know, it's not Martin or Bruce or Dewey. It's it's all from him, you know. So we don't have to, you know, be concerned about some, you know, our own stupid images, right? You know, stupid well, images. I, you know, I don't know. I, there's some things I do will not agree with Dewey about. I know. I know it right up. Okay. Up front. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call into his show to argue with him. There. There are much people who are listening to Dewey. They. They obviously agree with Dewey or agree with Dewey enough to where hey, no need to. You know. See, it's not like it's not like Dewey is like Rabbi Fink here. Uh, Dewey. You know, Dewey isn't. You know, Dewey isn't sitting scared here that people are going to call him up. I mean, Dewey has an open line. Dewey has open chat. Dewey has, uh, I mean, essentially as long as you're not, you know, you know, essentially you're not blaspheming Yahweh or you're not, uh, you're not posting porn or you're not, I mean, pretty well, pretty well about the same rules that I have, although he is a little bit tougher on don't be a zombie than even I was. Well, Dewey, I mean, Dewey I mean, I mean, Dewey, you know, Dewey has, Dewey has, you know, Dewey has an open, an open chat line here. You know, Eli James didn't, especially when I was ridiculing the crap over, ridiculing the crap out of this uh, Tubal Kenite pick named uh, Steve Elder, aka Commander McFag here. I mean, Dewey, you know, I mean, uh, not Dewey, but Eli James has the censor. Fink has to definitely censor. I mean, it's hilarious. You'll have, let me see, you'll have tight ass. You'll have tight ass, uh, you know, whatever his name is here. You'll have Rowdy Gowdy. Uh, you'll have, uh, you, well, he don't, he don't bother to, you know, mute Mona. Uh, you, you will have Fink. You'll have four, five, maybe six people who are not muted, and then the rest of them. Unmuted, and then some guest will come in. Who's I'm going? I'm going to say Marty Chomo, Marty Chomo, Marty Chomo again, again, again. And what happens is they say that on Teamspeak, and he's being unmuted. He's being unmuted to essentially call me a child molester on Fink's talk show show. That's you know that's the sort of crap that Fink does. Fink has sock puppets. He'll whine like a pussy. You know, like a hypocritical Jew pussy he is here. I mean, Fink, you know, Fink will play the game of being tough. Fink will play the game of being this or that. But he's not here. He's just simply just a nigger-nosed Jew who has no idea what he's talking about. He's not a Greek scholar. He's not a historian. He's not, you know, he knows a little bit of stuff. But what he'll do is he will find a book, you know, like last year. He found a book by some guy in Princeton. He was reading about. He was reading about Egyptian Book of the Dead. What the hell does Egyptian Book of the Dead have to do with Christian identity? Nothing. What? I mean, I mean, he will. The book was him and him and Brian Rio. Him and Brian Rio used to quote this Hiber nigger biography of Hitler, and here is Fink claiming that Hitler was the Archangel Michael. you know, they they come up with this stupid crap, that was which has absolutely has nothing to do with anything. They do I mean, think that think that no, think that no, who Simon Magus was, huh? Are you the Virgin Mary? No, 
Oh, I never saw the word Mary. Thank you. Where he comes up with this stuff? I mean, it's ridiculous. He comes up with stuff that's just way like, you know, the far well, side of the moon. He's, you know? I mean, yeah, he was just simply wouldn't come up with that stuff. Oh, about a year and a half ago, he come up. He he goes ahead. He chimps out. He chimps out with you know. He chimps out about how he is two inches of foreskin. Once he let James to look at it, he uh, he you know. My name is Bill. I'm the scum of the earth. I'm a federal this. I'm you know. I'm a federal prisoner. I'm this. I'm that. And he's just chimping out. You wonder, you know, you wonder if he. He being forced to by his paymasters make a few declarations, and Eli James comes up with that here. Uh, let me see. Around the around the sixth of June, uh, Mona Mona Montgomery calls in to thank here, and Keith Southworth is having a fit. And I said, No, no, Thanks going to tell Mona, you know, stuff that she is going to tell you, Keith. Yeah, certainly not going to tell me. So I troll think I, I get I get a little bit of you know compare you know tying in Brian Rio and uh, Fink, and he meets me and then Mona calls in and, you know you know hey I'm recording it on an MP3 player uh, you know in you know in the computer room I'm talking to I'm talking to uh, to Keith Southworth he's bitching about Mona calling in I said no let Mona call in. Please, Keith. <laughs> and hey, Mona called in, and you know, they talked to her for 13 minutes. And then Dewey asked me, "Okay, what? When did? When did? Uh, when did Fink say this here?" And so it says, says, "Hey, you know, Fink has just simply come out like he did with uh, Carolyn Yeager, and says that he doesn't believe in real two seed line Christian identity. He doesn't believe there's two separate seed lines." He just yeah. believes that the Jews are Satan. He believes that it's a collective here. And uh, around September, here he is. He has old brother non-Aryan on there, and he's trying to get around what John says is that, that uh, what, Satan, or Cain was the son of the wicked one. He's trying to make it say, you know, to where Eve was running around, I guess, in the park here, and she got raped by some niggers or Jews or whatever she gave birth to. Well, the first Jew here. So how did that happen? You know, I mean, how the hell did that happen? I mean, John Friend, he said there were no white people. There were no white people, you know, before 1200 B.C. Well, guess what? You had the Trojan War to where here are these Mycenaeans living in Mycenae, which is essentially the, you know, essentially the, uh, the Greek and Peloponnesian Peninsula, which is in Europe. Here are some Greeks. They're living in 1250, 50 years before Fink says that they couldn't exist here. And uh, Fink, is quoting, Fink is quoting all these characters who lived in the first century, B.C. and A.D. and the second century. You know, essentially, he's saying that they have something to do with the Bible. No, they don't. Homer doesn't have not a dang thing to do with the Bible. Oh, I have a paper about Homer here. You know, how Homer proves that the Bible is true. Well, how does Homer... How does Homer, who lived 800 B.C., prove the Bible is true? How does Hesiod, who lives in 750 B.C.? I mean, think, think doesn't, you know, think, think calls himself a historicist here. A historicist is what a papist preterist calls himself 
Well, he doesn't want to be known as a preterist here. Mm. He's saying that the prophecy has been fulfilled historically. Uh, so I'm a historicist here. He's calling, he's calling those of us who are premillennialists, he's calling us futurists. Well, you know, folks, the, the millennium occurs after Christ's second coming. Just read the book of Revelation, which, you know, which is straightforward. It has a straightforward you know, chronology. And you know, pretty well, it's already been explained in Leviticus chapter 3, Yahweh's timeline, you know, of, you know, through the feast days of what, you know, of what they, what they applied to. Christ was the Passover lamb. Days of unleavened bread had to do with coming out of sin, but also the Egyptians, or the Israelites coming out of Egypt. You know, they didn't have time to wait for the bread to leaven up naturally. And well, then you had Pentecost, Pentecost which reflects, after Christ being the Passover lamb, you have Pentecost which reflects the founding of the New Testament church. 50 days after Christ's crucifixion, you know, uh, after Passover, you have Pentecost here. Then you have, you have, for the very first of the false symbols, you have the you have the Feast of Trumpets. Trumpets essentially meant blowing trumpets. But you look in Revelation chapter 4 through chapter 18 that the Feast of Trumpets represents the Great Tribulation. Then the Day of Atonement represents Christ essentially coming back and putting Satan out into the pit for a thousand years. And then the Millennium. It's when Christ, after Christ returns, Satan's been put away, and then you have the last, you know, the last great day, which is Judgment Day. So essentially, Moses was telling the Israelites Yahweh's plan of history after Passover, after they had left Egypt. They were living, they were living the Passover, and they were living the days of unleavened bread. And now Moses is telling them about what's going to happen with Pentecost. Moses is telling them what's going to happen with trumpets and atonement and and the Feast of Tabernacles. They couldn't keep. They couldn't keep. They couldn't keep Pentecost out in the desert. They couldn't keep. They couldn't keep. Uh, you know uh, the Tabernacles out in the desert. Well, it's a, when you uh, come in, when you come into the land of Israel, this is what you're going to keep. Well, in the book Make of Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about the temple and the all of the uh, the uh, the festivals and feasts and the and the furniture in the temple and, and uh, Hebrews okay. in the book of Hebrews it talks about this is a shadow and type of things to come. It's kind of like. Uh, but it's not the actual, meaning to say it's like the shot, it's time, but what it's speaking of is not of time. It's just like a, a description of something isn't the actual uh, that. You understand? Well, you understand? no. Well, what do you okay. I'm, not, I'm, not quite, I'm not quite sure what you're, what you're getting well, at, Bruce. Oh, well, like the word, the word, uh, the word Martin, that's just your name, right? The, that's very yeah. small part of you, right? Isn't it? I I, I suppose. I'm, it's I'm not. To... Uh, or, or the word uh, tree. I don't know. 
Bert, you know, the, the word T-R-E-E isn't that, you know. It's pointing towards... Well, no, but... No, but, but you're you're going to have to you're going to have lady. to give something a name in order to understand what you're talking about, though. Well, uh, the kingdom of God is not words, right? But power. But so. Yes, but you know how can you talk about the kingdom of God without using words? Well, the same way. Well, I mean, all of creation utters. It's speech, you know, and not using words. That's in the Psalms. No, oh. I mean, every, you know, man's thinking. If there's an, if if we say there's no intelligence beyond our thinking, then we're, we're the stupidest, uh, well, I, dumb skulls in the world. That, that's fine, but, you know, you can't I mean, talk about thinking without doing some talking and without doing some thinking, though. Yeah, but the, the thinking and the talking, it's not just words and thoughts. That's all I'm saying. It's much okay. more, much greater. I don't know. You uh, know. A lot, of times, a lot of times, Bruce, I think you're repeating something you heard, but you didn't quite understand. Oh, Bruce, no, no, I, no, no, no. It's, it's, you can't put it into words like Paul said, you know. I can't. Well, it's, you can't put it into words, and how can you talk about that? Well, you can point. That's all. You know, you you can point can a, you, you can, can you, point a donkey to water, but, but you can't but, make a drink, right? Fine, 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 Bruce. Right. I mean, you can point. You know, you're in a truck. You're going down <laughs> I-95, right? You it's can great. point to something. You can point to something here, but I have no idea what you're pointing at. But it's great. You know I mean, without using words, because there's no there's no end or beginning in that. So that's something we're not used to. You know that. that which is outside of time, right? Eternal. That's what our father is. That's what we are. <laughs> hey, Case here. <laughs> huh? All righty here. Well, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at. I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at the fake Jeffrey. You know, Jeffrey Letter here. You, you just have all sorts of characters. <laughs> they 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 treat my chat room like it's just a gigantic tard corral. They don't have any problem with understanding about words here. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, you, you can't. You can't see. You can't. You know. You can be pointing to something. You can be pointing to something. Uh, you know, going by the truck. You know, as you're going down the road at what fifty-five, sixty mile an hour here, and I won't know what the hell you're pointing at here anymore unless you describe it. Any more than you know that you can know what you know because you don't have a. You're not in the chat room. You're listening to, you know, you know Bluetooth or something like that. What, what do you have? A hot? What do you have? A, uh, you know, essentially you have a, uh, we simply have uh, in your truck, you have internet, roving internet connection or roving hotspot via satellite or something, Bruce? Uh, I just have a, a stupid gook phone, you know, and. Uh, oh, okay. You're talking, you're talking to me on the, the gook phone then, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, you you don't know what you don't know what nimbuster tard uh, silliness was going on in my chat room now, do you? I I didn't see a word of it. Okay. Well, you're probably you're probably you're probably just as well here. You have this nimbuster tard comes up Jeffrey Leonard who's pretend to be the uh, semi-famous or semi-notorious Australian pedophile. 
it's a dip buster tard here. And oh. what happens is I'm sort of halfway watching the chat room, uh, sort of like a one-eyed hawk. Uh, you know, and uh, making sure, making sure that you know, uh, you know, that the ass clownery doesn't go over a certain limit right now. You know what I mean? Oh, well, it's kind of a blessing not to not to be looking at that. Then I guess. probably, probably not here. Uh, he got, he got. Uh, at least he knows better than to do it on during my Bible study here. You know what I mean? But you you have, <laughs> I mean this this show thanks to Newskike, uh, no longer podcasting here. This is this 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 show. The Movement Turd has become the premier, you know, podcast and tard corral of the bowel movement. You know, it really has. So uh, pretty much, you know, it's just simply uh, a you know retardate. It's just simply tardation. Uh, on uh, you know, you, the chat is tardation here. I'm about to be, I'm gonna be booted off the talk to you in about two and a half minutes or less here. Yeah, so you know, we'll we'll, we'll talk. You gonna pull the handle on the toilet there soon? So what? The, the handle. Are you, what handle? Uh, I'm yeah. I'm De- I'm, De- I'm Dick Relton here. I don't know if old Dewey knew that Dick Relton was Martin Linstead or not here. You know he, what knows. he knows. Yeah, okay, I think he does here. He doesn't even look at the chat here until he's looking at the chat here. And Oh, since I, you know, you know, I respect Dewey, but I do not agree with, I do not agree in the two major components. And since his show is, you know, his show is, you know, his show is him preaching that I don't bother, I do not bother to call in. I listen to him because I like listening to him, but I, I don't agree with him here. So, in any case, uh, on that here. But I was glad he called in Wednesday night here. So, uh, and he did make his point, and essentially he made his point when he quoted Second, you know, what, Second Peter 3. Verses 14, 15, and 16, especially about unlearned and unstable, you know, retards like Russ Walker. <laughs> You've got to argue with Paul. You want to argue with Paul and not knowing what the hell they're arguing about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway, I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to take a break because I'm going to be kicked off in about 40 seconds, okay? Okay, Bruce? Oh, yes, sir. So we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and mute you, and we are going to, uh, okay. we'll be back on the, we'll be back on the other section of when I get the Skype count down here. <laughs> Hail victory.
The coon tang is so much that for when the niggas is crying. Yes, the coon tang is so much wet for when the niggas is crying. I find it quite a thrill. I see a gift in Yes, the coon tang is so much better when the nigglet is flying. Shall we have it? After when the niggas is crying, Kundang is so much wetter when the niggas is crying. What a thrill drives me against this will. Yes, the coon tang is so much better when the niglet is crying. No fake is Jack Cameron, Eli James, and do the whole. Yes, the coon tang is so much better when the niglet is crying. 
Yes, the coon tang is so much wetter when the nigglet is trying. I find it's quite a thrill. Kidder drives me against its will. Yes, the coon tang is so much better when the nigglet is crying. Performance. Yes, the coon tang is so much better when the nigglet is crying. Yes, the coon tang is so much better when the nigglet is crying. Finding quite a thrill, and it drives me against this will. Yes, the coon tang is so much better when the nigglet is crying. Okay, we're back here. <laughs> the Germans and Germans and Polacks could have conquered the world if they had been allied and wanted to. Uh, folks, World War Two or the Second World to kill white people. The Poles and the Germans were not going to work together here. Really. You know, I, I, I got to laugh here. You end up having some, you know, I call her a Polak pussy by name of Amber Clausen here. She's a po- proud Polakist, and she worships Odin and Thor and all this sort of thing. Well, folks, Woden, who lived around uh, the second century, around 200 A.D., fought what was called the winds all the time. They were in, They were coming in. They were coming in, you know, against the Germanic tribes. And the Germanic tribes, the Gauls, fought with them. The Heruli, the, you know, all these German tribes fought against the Poles. They were the Western Slavs. They were called Wends back then. So, really... Woden was not Woden was not a follower of the of the winds. The Poles had their own god. So I gotta laugh at all these people who know a little bit of history. 
sort of like Russ Walker. He knows, he thinks he knows a little bit of this or a little bit of that. He doesn't know jack shit here. Anyway, I'll, let me go ahead and unmute Bruce Gorman, although I'm probably doing a ending monologue. Uh, did did you have anything? Did you have anything you wanted to cover, Bruce? Uh, it goes along with what Paul said. Knowledge puffeth up, right? When I think I know everything. Well, no, knowledge puffs up a little thing. I mean, Peter, what Peter had to say about Paul was Paul's a little bit better to understand, but you know, uh, essentially, you have people who are both unlearned and mentally unstable who argue with Paul to their own destruction. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Best thing to do is if you you don't altogether agree with Paul or you understand that Paul is sent to a certain people. I mean, I can understand that here are these Greeks. They're they're part Israelite. They're the wild they're the wild branch. They're the wild olive branch. They're not a fig branch. They're not a thistle branch. They're not a whatnot branch. They're a olive branch, and they are being grafted back onto the tree. And pretty well, there's no need, you know, if it's going to keep them from coming, you know, into Christ here by demanding that they have to get, oh, you know, an inch and a half of their pecker sawed on, and they're not going to be able to eat meat because essentially you can't really eat a whole cow, can't really eat a whole goat, can't really eat a whole sheep at once here, you know, these days before refrigeration. So, hey. Uh, by all means, if you need to get your meat, your clean meat, which has been sacrificed, you know, before other idols, which essentially are just nothing more than hollow, you know, hollow vessels made out of, you know, what, wood or, you know, stone or gold or silver or whatever. It's, you know, essentially they're not really real gods. They're just simply idols. They're just simply nothing more. You know, they don't have any control over anything. By all means, go ahead. If you've got to eat meat, go ahead and eat these meats that may have been sacrificed to idols in these major cities. And no, you don't have to get you know you don't have to get your pecker you know clipped on. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that'll bring you closer to you know to uh, you know to Yahweh and Yahweh's church here. There's a reason why you know during Pentecost these you know these 120 people got various gifts of tongues here. You know, there was a reason for that. And what Paul would be is that he would be over those because he knew Greek, he was a Pharisee, he didn't know the law, and, you know, he's going against a lot of this Pharisaical bullshit that he learned because he's learned that it's not for real. He learns that Christ is God, that Christ is the Messiah, that, you know, Christ, you know, this Christian church is for real. So, the New Jerusalem Council says, well, guess what? We're not really equipped to deal with these. You know, we we come from Galilee. Uh, Essentially, we are not men of the world like Paul is. We're not really equipped to come to these Israelites who have lost track of the fact they've been Israelites for 750 years. Paul, you go ahead and you do it. And, you know, that's the way it was here. Now, Sometimes Paul had a little bit of problem with Peter, like in Antioch here. And from what I gather, I think actually Peter won that because guess what? The Israelites were first. They were the actual children in a line from Abraham. 
So in many cases, they had some privileges that perhaps these new converts didn't hear. And, you know, and Paul was a little bit annoyed at it, and he went and, you know, chewed ass on Peter. And, you know, Peter either agreed with it or he didn't hear, but things went on. Things went on. So, you know, my problem, my problem is with all these new covenant court holders who say the law has been done away with when Christ says the exact opposite here. I don't believe that the law is a burden. I don't believe that the law is a stumbling block. No, you cannot. You know, it is difficult to impossible because none of us are the Messiah to obey it perfectly. You know, we will fall short for which there are sacrifices. But the sacrifice now is not an animal sacrifice, but Christ, you know, but Christ himself who is the Messiah. So there were, you know, there was national sacrifices for all of Israel, and there was individual sin sacrifices for the sinner. But Christ is the sacrifice. The new covenant means that not only is it just a matter of the letter of the law, but it's the spirit of the law as well. The law has been expanded as have the reward. And Dewey has made the point is that Paul, you know, when you actually look at Paul, Paul agrees, but he's trying to bring in these Israelite converts here. So the way I avoid argumentation with you know those who are actually quoting Paul correctly as opposed to mongrels who want to bring in mongrels and mamsers and Jew boys like Brian Rio and some then Packy Shanks and you know uh what Rabbi Fink and Eli James and Jeremy Visser and the rest of these mongrels who are lying, who cannot show their real face, cannot talk honestly about their past, you know, the way to very much do that is, you know, and I admit, like most Christian Israelites who have been into our racial religion, I have a great deal of those who come in, you know, great deal of suspicion of those who come in quoting Paul as they see it. You know, no. So rather than argue about Paul, I just simply keep an eye on these characters here. Occasionally I mess them up because, hey, you know, Fink doesn't have no idea about what he's talking about. He's just simply a Jew who is bringing in no devil and papist preterism and whatever the hell he read this week from some character that he liked. You know, they can afford to get off of uh, Amazon or whatever. Second hand. Second hand. Well, it's more like 666 hand. Essentially, Jewishness here. I mean, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really listen to Fink here until essentially I caught Fink lying to me. And then I listened to Fink and I said, oh, no. I mean, I was wrong about Fink. In case, in case what I wanted to, you know, what I, you know, what I want to talk about was essentially current events in the bowel movement. There's nothing going on. Axis Genki is pretending. Uh, uh, essentially, Axis Genki has sort of been hot on Andy Donner. And old uh, Wedgie, I guess they, them two are an item. And Wedgie is all, is all jealous of Andy Donner for no damn good reason. Andy Donner doesn't want any part of Axis Genki. Uh, I mean, you just have you just have these mongrels pretend to be white here, and Axis Kenki's been caught here. But there's nothing going on in the movement. I mean, you have a Jew boy like Linder 
You have a bunch of tards yapping on DNNF here. I haven't checked Stormfront. I, I haven't checked Stormfront, really, for the past year, ever since Don Black caught Meerkat Mark Downey lying and kicked his ass off here. And essentially, all you have is a few little bullshit by the Pitcher Possum and by Liar Bill the Coolest, a few other tards who understand nothing about Chris Identity. Uh, once once uh, Meerkat Mark got kicked off, while well, essentially Clint Downey, uh, you know, Clint Downey, you know, I think she's a Jewess, sort of got tired of, uh, you know, messing with it here. No, that's so anyway, on my on my lawsuit, the federal judge has ruled that Brian Rear was supposed to contact me in February and have a you know have a uh, you know yap yap chat here by that. And so essentially, I want to talk about current events here. I mean, I'm looking at I'm I'm, I'm looking at the so-called rally, King Abdullah of Jordan. Okay, sends a journalist to jail with hard labor. He doesn't believe in freedom of speech. Foreign ministers, you know, scurry Egypt, detained journalists for 500 days. Essentially, he jailed journalists for, what, a year and a half? Okay, Lavro, accused of imprisoning a journalist here. Well, hey, you know, all these characters, they don't believe in freedom of speech. They don't believe in free elections. Obongo. Uh, of Turkey says more journalists to prison than any other country of Turkey. You know, none of these characters really give a crap about freedom of speech. No tyrant does. No tyrant does. And here you have, essentially, I'm looking. I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at these uh, stupid. I'm looking at these stupid frogs, and you know, I would say a smaller percentage of these Parisians are white than, say, essentially back east. You know, I, I would say about a third were relatively white here, you know, at Newtown. And you look at, you know, look at Paris, you know, Paris, Paris, France. I mean, essentially, you see more Jews and Mongols than anything. You know, I mean, only 25% are relatively white. And that's what you see here. I mean, I would, I would have laughed my head off if there had been some suicide bombers Go ahead and look at these tars with their little little hand floats. We are not afraid. Well, shoot, if it looked like if it looked like Iraq, Baghdad, Iraq, around Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Day, 2006, here, yeah, there'd be plenty of reason to be afraid. But what I see, what I see of of what I've what I've seen, it reminds me of anything. Not 9/11. Not Oklahoma City. It reminds me of Trader Glenn Miller's little Zog false front, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, you know, poor old sick lumpy munching rat. Go ahead, go ahead, and as long as you don't go into the old Kike's home and shoot some actual Jews here, you can gun down whatever the hell you want in the parking lot. And after about 15, 20 minutes of, you know, this chaos, uh, all you have to do is drop down your gun and say, how Hitler, how Hitler, how Hitler. And the damn cops will go ahead and rescue, and we'll have a little, you know, quasi show trial. But then, you know, then what came after is that hey, people are beginning to think that Zog Babylon helped him commit this, you know, this murder of this faggot Jew bookstore owner and his faggot, you know, his faggot customers in Shelby, North Carolina, or Shelbyville, North Carolina. I mean, Trader Glenn Miller is an embarrassment to everybody. So I think he's going to be found dead. 
sometime in his jail cell. He's just going, okay, well, yes, he had emphysema. He wasn't doing very good. Poor little critters died. You know, you have old Whitter Swill. He's, he's, he's solved his, quote, bogus lawsuit against Harold Covington. And now he's trying to pick up, he's trying to pick up what remains of the National Alliance. I mean, folks, this, I think this uh, Charlie Hebdo crap, I think it's sort of like Trader Glenn Miller's little escapade in April. They knew, they knew these critters were bad news. They were just like in 9-11, they were monitoring them. They knew what they were going to do, what they had planned, and guess what? They wanted to have the war against the Muslims. Now they're looking for good Muslims or something like that, you know, sort of like well, good, you know, sort of like good lawyers and unicorns, which shit, you know, multicolored rainbow unicorns with shit skittles and piss lemonade. You know, mythical creatures, they're looking for moderate Muslims. You know, those who want to bring in more ragheads to invade what remains of France. And the whole thing is just like with niggers. The undercurrent is, is that if you make fun uh, Mohammed, you know, some old some old character who was running sort of like a Branson, you know, Branson, uh, I mean, pretty well Mecca was, was, was an idolatry center in ancient Arabia, and they are going, you know, you cause trouble for these, well, these critters who really have no business in France, or in Germany, or Sweden, or Denmark, or in the Netherlands, or Finland, or any place at all, you cause trouble for them. Why, Zog Babylon? If you're a white, if you're a white native inhabitant whose family has lived there since forever, you cause trouble about that. Why, the pigs are going to let you be shot up, or they're going to put you in jail for daring talk about these ragheads. But on the other hand, we aren't able to do a damn thing about these critters. We allowed to come into our country, allowed to get guns, and whose girlfriend whose girlfriend who's married to a nigger is allowed to make it onto a plane to go to Turkey and then to go across the Syrian border to ISIS here. ISIS is a Zog false front. Sort of like, well, Osama bin subcontractor and Al-Qaeda. All it is is a means for when the Jews want to raise the price of oil, they can't. Right now, they want to lower the price of oil. They want to lower the price of oil in hopes that it will bring Vladimir Putin to heel because around this time a year, Zog Babylon was overthrowing the duly elected government of the Ukraine. So Zog Babylon caused this shit to happen. And then, then Ukraine has been partitioned between Western Ukraine, which wants to go with the EU because it's run by Jews, and Eastern Ukraine, which wants to go with Russia because they speak Russian, because they really are, a lot of them are ethnic Russians. And now, because we, you know, Zog wants to punish Putin somehow and lower the ruble, the price of 
oil is tumbling. Now, the end result is, is that fracking in North Dakota probably ain't going to be worth a shit. Probably, probably by this time, six months from now, you can, you know, you can run around like Gerald O'Brien with a swastika tattooed in your head, and they will more than likely sell you plenty of property in West River, North Dakota. 2013 with corn cob, you know, 2012, 2013, <laughs> corn cob was a soft false front. Today, today, you know, last, you know, last year, Trader Glenn Miller, Zog false front. Today, another Zog false front. To where essentially, how in the world are these critters able to shoot pigs? Tough shit. Shoot pigs. And then have their, what, girlfriend get aboard a jet plane and fly to Istanbul and then somehow make her way across the Syria? Folks, it's sort of like 9-11 to where, well, the, the Saudi Arabians, including Osama bin Laden's brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles, were allowed to fly back to Saudi Arabia after 9-11. Sort of like this TSC. All it was was a means of preventing, you know, anybody from being able to sue the airlines for letting these people who they let in so quote hijack these planes and then supposedly fly them into these trade center buildings or whatever. Nine eleven is off false front. Oklahoma City is off false front. This Charlie Hibdo, you know, Hibdo, Zog False Front. And we're to worry about what they do to a country which has essentially become increasingly mamserized, where it is even more mamserized than the Jew Bay. We are to worry about that. Why? What's the point? Who cares? Who cares? What are we going to be able to do about it? The answer is nothing. Generally, generally, this has this has as much to do with anything in CI dentistry or white nationalism as well watching a chicken, you know, in a cage, shit upon you know upon a bunch of maggots here. You know, the chicken turd flies down, it goes through the coop here, and it goes ahead and it lands and crushes five maggots, you know, who are all in the pile of shit underneath the cage. What difference does it make? What difference does it make? The answer is it doesn't make a bit of difference. (laughs) Dorian Greeks here. Uh, Okay, here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and nephilim here. What type of offspring were taken out in the flood? If you're into Christian Day, you understand that Noah and his family lived lived in the what, the Terum Basin. About three hundred three hundred some miles wide and six hundred miles some long, right up against the Himalayan mountains here. And when they were left of eat, you know, left Eden, 
they had they had uh, they had a number of sons and a number of other daughters, including Seth, who was a replacement for Abel. Cain Sargon was what west of them, and they they moved east of there, and they set their up their very first zog before it became Babylon. The first and non-final. And what they did is they miscegenated. They miscegenated with, you know, the Adamites. Some of them miscegenated with, just like in America, they miscegenated with the Gooks and some of these Dravidian niggers who went through the passes of the Himalayas. But also they miscegenated with these demon watchers and they had these ref, you know, refame. And Yahweh decided he would drown out these sitting Adamites who had miscegenated. And I believe over the 120 years, Noah, when he was building the ark in the Terra Basin here, he didn't preach to the remaining pure-blooded Adamites, telling them to get aboard the ark. No! He told them to repent and go away from the Terra Basin to leave their homes, to get around Cain Sargon, to get around that. And for a period, why Cain's great-great-great-great-great-grandson Lamech had accidentally killed Cain Sargon. There's a period of probably 120 years or so to where when Noah was building the ark here, they could have got around that. They had a plant chance to get around. And I believe some of the Adamites did hear and obey and knew there was no place for them for the ark. The ark was simply to drown out the miscegenating Adamites. Unlike, unlike Abraham, Noah could just simply move, and he didn't. This ark, this ark was to drown out the sinning, miscegenating critters who lived in the Terran Basin. Methuselah lived so long, the reason he lived so long, 969 years, was to make a point that when Methuselah died, the water would come down from heaven and drown this boat, this essentially this roofed-over bathtub of a barge which was 450 feet long and 150 feet wide and 45 feet tall, more or less. And Noah brought in a few animals who were around there. And then the flood came for about a year and a half. And then, you know, Noah dried up. He came in, you know, he came in these larger hills in the Terran Basin. And then there was a covenant. And then later on, Noah, Noah, made, you know, Noah and his family moved out here. And later on, uh, you had a you had a number of things. But Abraham, you know, Noah's son, middle son Shem, you know, he was you know he was the, of the chosen seed line, which would continue. And so he did. And so he did. In case, folks, uh, that's you know that's what we are talking about. Okay. 
Moving on here. Uh, all righty. Nephilim, Nephilim blood, Nephilim blood is that the Nephilim blood of the remnant was pretty well the last of it here. Goliath and his brothers were only about nine feet tall. Uh, you had probably around 12 foot tall or maybe a little bit taller. You had Og and Sion who were the actual Nephilim who Moses, who Moses had to, uh, who Moses fought in the eastern, in the East Jordan, you know, or Transjordan. Okay? So anyway, I'm going to call a night because pretty well uh, we're going to have, we're going to have this show end fairly soon here. We've been going on for about, oh, four hours and so many odd minutes. Uh, By the way, Thursday, Thursday, I have uh, Pastor Butler's uh, nephew. He's invited me to his show, uh, his show, and I'm going. I'm going to go ahead and accept. Although I don't see the point of calling himself Aryan Nations having a motorcycle club here. You know what I mean? But heck, you know, Pastor Butler's nephew wants to run around with some motorcyclists that's his business not mine but i'll i'll, I'll be on the show i i forget what the heck, i think it's 130 something or another so uh in case we'll uh i'll let people know uh i'm not quite sure what we're going to talk about tonight i want to talk about current events folks don't worry there's nothing you can do about zog babylon running around and letting sand niggers and mongrels and the rest run wild in, you know, in uh, Boy Gross is cruel here. Some some idiots with nothing better to do are bitching about uh, how people treat ducks and geese here. Boo-hoo, 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 boo-hoo. Anyway, folks, I'm going to go ahead and call it a night. This Thursday. Okay, well, all right. Uh, and at ease, Long Island Brian. At ease on the Marty. I hate being called Marty. You know, the the critters, you know, the only people who I liked who called me Marty was my mother. Uh, usually, if you want to get me annoyed at you, uh, call me Marty. Uh, you know, Jews call me Marty. Uh, ass clowns who want to get my ire up call me Marty. I don't like being called Marty. Call me Martin or call me Winstead. You know what I mean? So anyway. Good night, Bruce here. Uh, I, I guess, you know, do you have anything else to say? Oh, Bruce, praise Yahweh. Be thankful for all right. hey, hey, well, yep. so you got a load, load tomorrow, you know, in Miami or whatever? Um. I'm I'm dropping this loaded and picking up an empty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Letting that's the burden good. off. Yeah. It's better it's better to you know drop and hook up here than it is to pick up at a damn grocery warehouse. Those are you know either picking up you know you know, you know dropping off at a grocery warehouse is paying the ass, but uh, yeah. picking uh, up produce, picking I up never, produce I never is paying the ass too. Huh? I never liked dock doors. Yeah, well, I, you know, I mean, usually it ain't the dock doors that annoys you. It's the, uh, 
essentially the, the grocery warehouses. They are just a real pain in the ass here. Grocery warehouses and then, you know, driving a produce truck where you end up having to pick up four or five loaves here, uh, that's a pain in the ass too here. Yeah. Even more than the rest here. Anyway, it looks like things are breaking down here and, uh, you know, probably going to have a whole bunch of people drop off here pretty soon. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, I'm going to go ahead and mute you, Bruce. I'm going to go ahead and say, Hail Victory. May Yahweh bless, and good night. And what I wanted to make the point is there's nothing you, you know any of us can do about idiot ragheads shooting you know, frog pig lice and frog ass clowns over in Paris, France. So don't worry about it. Don't take it serious. Uh, essentially, you have, you have happening now what's happening all over here. Essentially, the Mongols are allowed by the Uyghurs, in conjunction with the Jews, to run wild, cause trouble, and the whole purpose of it is is to enslave white people. Make up rules for white people that you know these Mongols, be they Beaners or Mansers, cannot and will not follow. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and say, Hail Victory, may Yahweh bless, and good night. White men clad in black are we, hi-yah-yo-ho, and we'll stamp out the tyranny, hi-yah-yo-ho. White men go, revolt ho, on the city roof, let the red cock crow. White men go, civil war ho. On the courthouse laws, let red blood flow. And until then, eat this pan, carry ice. Oh, who was then the ruling man? Carry ice. White mango, revolt ho. On the city roof, let the red cock crow. White men go, civil war ho. On the courthouse laws, let red blood flow. Oh, white men, their rifles shoot. The Jews are laid low. On zogling necks, we stomp our boots. The stamp out gospel. White men go, we vote ho. On the city roof, let the red cock crow. White men go, civil war ho. On the courthouse laws, let red blood flow. Will she must only love his great. Hi-yah-yah-ho, the love of God our only need. Hi-yah-yah-ho, 
White men go, we vote ho on the city roof. Let the red cock grow. White men go, civil war ho on the courthouse lawns. Let red blood flow. Talk the ball, talk the ball. Ay, ay, ho. Our sons won't have to go and fight. Ay, ay, ho. Boys may go, evil ho. On the city roof, let the red cock grow. White men go, civil war ho. On the courthouse walls, let red blood flow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.